plan. We are started. Oh, we're be- we begun? Yeah. Oh, okay, hold on. Let me fly directly below. I'm directly below the enemy scrotum. Wait, we gotta do our song. Uh, I don't... I gotta do a song. Hold on. I usually hold, hold sing on. something. Alright, do this. Alright. That's probably gonna sound like. I like. Yeah, I like how you can't hear the joke even. Like that's a great like symbolism of like the entire saga like of Transformers movies because you can't even hear the joke. You just hear. All right. how the audio spiked when we did the. We did the oh, yeah, Transformers yeah, yeah. noises. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do our song or our, 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 our intro song. Mm-hmm. I have not come up with anything for this, so do not judge. I me. sang one when we walked in. Remember? I, yeah, I don't. But yours is probably better. I don't. Yeah, I don't ever come up with anything for the right, song. Go. So are we gonna do all five? It's gonna be like all five. Yeah. Okay. Of course. <laughs> Wait, hold on. The you've got the touch. Hold on. Okay, hold on. I used to watch Transformers! Down, down, down. Transformers 1 was so freaking cool when it came out when I was 8 years old! It is super lame now, it sucks some major balls! Transformers 2 is even worse! Transformers 3 comes in as a major surprise! Transformers 4 is sad dog shit, I said goodbye. Transformers 5 showed up and it's poorly edited. It's so poorly edited, they might have canceled the franchise. Alright. I like how that started in the tune of the touch. From I don't know the rest of the song, so I was like, whatever, fuck it. And then it just went on. To, okay, cool. So this is uh, Josh and Tyler talk movies. I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. We uh, marathon through the Transformers movies uh, for some reason. I think during the whole our COVID. Well, you talked about you talked about it forever. You were oh like, yeah, you were like you were like we got to watch all these together because I had never seen I'd only seen one in four. Just to make that clear to everyone, I've only seen one in four. And then you were like, oh, I would always like make fun of the sequels, and you'd be like, you haven't like don't you don't get to say anything because you haven't actually watched them. Yeah, like, you have an experience. I've only watched like the clips everyone knows about online and stuff, but I've never like seen the whole thing. So. We said for years, probably like a year now, we were like, oh, we're going to watch, I'm going to make you watch. I think actually since like five came out, you're like, I'm going to make you watch all of them at one point. Yeah. Back to back. And now that we're stuck inside all the time, we just did it. And yeah, so we did it. We did it yesterday. Yeah. Now we're just chilling around, having a couple beers, some broskies, you know. We've had some time, but. Time, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, after that, I had a headache, so I was like, I want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. It was so so I went to sleep like an hour after we were done. We, we watched them from. From 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. <laughs> so it was We had like breaks. We went, to, we went to Trader Joe's at one point to grab beer. And then. Yeah. And, yeah, then, we we, like and then we had like. And then we would just go outside on your porch for like five minutes each. Just because like we needed to experience what like the outside world. Oh yeah. The fresh air. The fresh air. Mm. Ah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful experience. What, what are your overall like. Like you've seen these before. So I'll start with you. Like, what was your overall feeling, as someone who's seen these before, watching them all back-to-back? Like, what's the, well, the I, overall feeling? I've seen every single one of them three times. Every single one? Yeah. I thought you hadn't seen any of them since the theater. Oh, wait, wait, Except wait. Sorry, sorry, one. sorry. Four I've seen twice. I saw it twice in theaters. Uh, I saw last night twice out of theaters. This is maybe my second time, and once in theaters. Oh, okay, so it was okay. I saw... Um, three is the only one I haven't seen three times, which okay. is which is funny because that's the one we were like, oh, this is a great surprise. You saw it the first time? Um, you only saw it once? I saw it once in theaters. Okay. Two, I have... Yeah, actually, no, I'm wrong. Two and three I haven't seen since the theater. Okay. 
all the way through at least. Mm-hmm. Two I've seen multiple parts out of mm-hmm. a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one I've seen a gajillion times. Right. So. Yeah, because you loved one. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's your overall feeling, though? Like, what's your overall, like, thoughts um, after after that? After marathoning through? After watching all. Uh, well, I've never marathoned. We skipped them. Bumblebee, by the way, because that doesn't count. We're doing yeah, the We're doing, we're the, doing the Michael, Michael Bay, Bay era. era. Yeah, yeah. The golden Bumblebee's era. actually a good one. Yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, uh, they were abysmal. Mm-hmm. They are um, the most mind-numbing experience. <laughs> um, I literally think there was a point... Actually, a few points where I was just miserable. Mm-hmm. I was uh, laid back. I was not invested in anything. Two and four were especially, like, for me at least, were... Yeah, two, four, and five for me are, yeah. are fucking... I I can't deal with yeah. them. They, they break my head. Mm-hmm. They make me want to blow my fucking brains out. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much the best synopsis. I mean, like, there's nothing there's nothing to really elaborate on with the actual, like, marathoning experience of them. You can talk about each one individually. Right. But m- analyzing the marathon is literally, like, analyzing what it's like when your mother dies. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just depressed. You're lonely. You hate life. <laughs> you don't understand. You can't even comprehend what your brain is feeling. There's no... There's no thought, like, there's no, right. like, way to process it right. or talk about it. I feel like, for me personally, it was, like, um, like, <laughs> like, you read reviews and they're, like, oh, like, you should, like, you shouldn't see this movie. It's mind-numbing, like, yeah. in theaters. And that's just one movie. So watching them all back-to-back is, like, it's, like, levels. Like, it, it starts, like, oh, this is funny. I can't believe we're doing this. And then, like halfway through the second movie it's like oh my god this was the worst idea ever and then it gets funny again and then it gets it's, it's just this constant like feeling of but it, it, it's i will i, I never want to see another like transformer or robot or like i never want to hear that sound effect that sound again i never want to like it, like it was so like i got so numb to the because the thing is that each of them have about the exception of the first one is because it's the shortest Mm-hmm. Each of them have like a forty-five minute fight scene at the end, battle scene at the end. Oh yeah, and one of those might be kind of entertaining, maybe. I mean, they're none of them are good, but when you watch them all back to back, and you have, you know, what twelve out twelve fourteen hours for us probably yeah. worth of like of like racist stereotype jokes and like sexism, and then. Each of is consecutively followed by a fifty-minute fight scene of just like that's like it's so it's so it's 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 like really really is mind-numbing. Like I I always I didn't see how people oh, critics like critics are so up their own ass like it's not but it is these are like mind-numbingly. Yeah, bad. I think one of them is one thing. I think all of them together mm-hmm. is a totally different it experience. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty terrible. If we didn't have those like breaks in between. I think it would have been. Really rough. Oh, if we did not have breaks. Oh no, I would, I would be dead. Yeah, we'd be. Yeah, I'd be asleep on the couch. I think there, there's no high points. That's the problem. It's all like the the problem is the high points are just are just low points, but, but you're just like struggling yeah, through it. It's there's, not like there's a character. There's moment. not a moment like when you marathon a movie, a series like say like you marathon Star Wars. You know, yeah. if you watch the prequels or something, you're like, oh, oh well, here, oh my god, Darth Maul fight, Darth Maul fight, Darth Maul fight. Yeah. Oh my god, here comes the Anakin and Mustafar. You know, oh my god, we're on a New Hope like, now. What, what am I going to say in this yeah. one? Like, oh, Jazz gets whipped in hell. Yeah, there's no, yeah. And <laughs> that's the, the best thing I've learned, too. I've, I only saw one in four in the, like in, in their entirety. Yeah. 
Um, and even the things I loved in the loved in the first one and was okay with in the fourth one, those didn't like age very well either. Yeah. Especially four for you, four. you were like, <laughs> yeah, everything I was like, oh, it's a cool scene. I'm like, oh, never mind, this sucks. Yeah. So you want to just get into the first one or? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the first one. Obviously, obviously, that one we 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 didn't focus too much on when watching because that one we've seen so many times. Right. So it was like we can. Talk we literally just had it on like two weeks ago too. Yeah, we we yeah. were kind of had it on the background. We were watching it passively. Right. Um, we we're talking about like what's going on in the world and like politics, and then all of a sudden you yeah. hear. <laughs> <laughs> A bumblebee, stop lubricating the man. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the one where he uh, where he t- tears jazz? Oh yeah, like, oh, you want a, a piece, piece of me? me? No, no, I want two pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 Although as a, as we were like nine, that was most, I was like nine. That was the most badass thing ever. Oh yeah, oh, of my course. God, of course. It's all <laughs> so it's also awesome. badass. We were talking about that the other day, where we were talking about lines from movies that originally like when you were like little kids we were texting about it i think i texted you something where i was like it was from skyfall you remember this which one i I texted you that one everyone has a hobby yeah everyone has a hobby he's like what's yours resurrection (laughs) i was like like, as a kid that's like the most badass fucking thing ever and i was like as an adult i'm like what the fuck there's also like transformers one is up there with like for me and you at least the first one is probably being one of the most watched movies we watched as a kid. So, like, it probably ranks to me, at least with, like, Spider-Man 2 and um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, in terms of nostalgia. It's still nostalgia, like, yeah. movies I watch all the time, so I could, like, quote everything. And, like, I remember you texted me. Like, you will just text me, like, random quotes of Spider-Man 2 all the time. We'll just be like, like, not even, like, known ones. Just for a guy who's like, I am glad. I am glad. <laughs> and, like, I immediately know that that's the scene where Mary Jane Watson is on stage being yelled at by Oh, yeah, it's director. the same as I think with Transformers. And Transformers like that, too. Because there are lines in Transformer like, like, uh, shut up, Grandma, drink your prune juice. <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, I ate the whole plate. The whole, a lot of them Anthony that, that That guy, yeah, he has, he has a ton of lines yeah, that are really memorable. And then all the really racist Uncle Bobby B stuff with Bernie. <laughs> left cheek! Left cheek! Oh, yeah. Left Tyrese cheek! Simpson. Why is every person of color in a Michael Bay movie just loud? Like, that's funny. Oh, because what he tells them. Like, just be funny and loud. <laughs> just be loud. <laughs> Bernie like, Mac, just be loud. They're really stereotypical. And <laughs> I love Bernie Mac. But, yeah, really but that's the thing. Bernie Mac and, like, Anthony Anderson is, like, stereotyped as they are. They really, they, they at least start, look like they're having fun. Oh, like, they own it. They own so it. So hard. Like, everyone else yeah. is so boring. But they're, like... They're like over there having like just a John, blast. John Duhon, Ju, Duhon, Josh Demel. Josh Demel is yeah. that his name? Okay, yeah. yeah, he's boring as fuck. Yeah, I can't stand him in these. But no. Tyrese Gibson's is hilarious yeah. sounding whenever he says anything. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, he has like, like wow, laugh cheek, laugh cheek, laugh cheek. I love it. There's, yeah, I think you asked me like as you we were watching like halfway through this marathon, you were like, what was the appeal of these? Like, what was like. What oh, made yeah. And, like, I think the only thing I can think of, when I think of the... Because watching the first one, whenever I watch the first one, it's the same thing I have when I rewatch um, the first Pirates of the Caribbean or the first Brendan Fraser Mummy, which is that these aren't great movies, but you can totally understand why the first one was a hit. And you yeah. can go, like, oh, because all the things that people hated, they're there in the first of all these movies, but they're not 
they don't go as far as they go later. No. Like, the first Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, has problems. Jack Sparrow's a little annoying sometimes. But most parts, he's pretty badass. And there's some cool, like, fight scenes. And it's entertaining. And then two is where it goes. Two and three. Three especially is where it goes over the top. Yeah. Mummy is like that. Where it's like, oh, the CG's kind of crappy, but... Next Mirrorthon? Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I, 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 I have not... I've only seen I don't, the first three. I don't remember three at all. I, I don't remember three at all. I don't I, remember two at all. Either. I watched one a lot. I watched two a lot. and then, I don't remember any of them. Really? I haven't seen any of them I always in say whenever over I rewatch, seven years. I always, when I rewatch two, I always get really excited because I love the Kraken and Davy Jones. And then I realize I never make it past the first 35 minutes because I get so bored. I remember when movies. you were a kid, you loved two. You I loved two. two. You tell me that two is your favorite. Because I, because I, and it's funny, I was never into Pirates of the Caribbean kid. Like, everyone yeah. was into Pirates I was not, I was never into Pirates to begin with. But, like, I was really into two because it had really cool monsters and stuff, but. But yeah, anyway, so, but Transformers 1's like that, where it's like, back to Transformers, sorry, little tra- Pirates of the Caribbean side comment. Uh, but trans- detour. Detour. But Transformers feels like that, where it's like, the first one is, um, it's, it's bearable. And I can understand why us at nine years old were like, awe-inspired. Like, we treated that movie like the same way you hear about, like, hippies talking about how they saw 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, like it was a mind. Like, oh yeah, we had it. Like it, it was like it was it was in my top ten list. And it was that. like pretty like it was pretty high up on your list wherever it was. Mm-hmm. You would make fun of me for being in my top. I 10. was like, that's ridiculous. But we did have it in like our favorite movies of all time. We like yeah. loved that movie. We were like, oh my gosh. I remember you used to like tell me like theories you had from the second one because we were like all excited. We were, like, what was you told me one of them? You what said to me so. Okay, like everyone listening to this who's never seen Transformers has no idea what we're talking about. Just so we're clear, so should we like? Explain well, the plot of the first one. That'd be fun. Let's try to explain the plot. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can go back and forth explaining the plots. Of okay. course. First, tell, first say the theory. We're gonna. Die so okay, the there's a theory one. that there's a robot in this first movie named Jazz, who's like a racist stereotype who gets ripped in half. I'm this like, looks like a cool place to kick it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, I mean, he, as far as racist stereotypes go, he's not as bad as they would get later, but it's still pretty bad. And. Um, but we had you told me I remember because he gets ripped in half a Megatron and you told me like Josh I like think that like they're gonna rebuild him in two and I was like really as if like this minor character had any impact on the yeah sorry but you were like but you were just like would you say you were like you're like no like Ratchet who's the medical uh, robot you were like. He's gonna like bring him out, and he's gonna say, "We can rebuild him." <laughs> and, I mean, that really could happen. That sounds dumb enough. It sounds to be dumb. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. Any that's the thing about any of these movies is that any theory a fucking nine year old comes up with is fair game. Well, I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they haven't brought back Jazz because when you really think about, it, I mean, like, I mean, really think like you watch like these movies in order. Like in five, they bring back like Berserker. They bring back. Oh, like, sorry, sorry, Barricade. Barricade. They bring back Barricade yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, why wouldn't you just have a scene where it's like, oh yeah, we can. Like in four, when they have that stuff that like rebuilds anything, or yeah. like builds anything, they'd be like, "Yeah, we'll be rebuilding chess. Fuck it. Who cares?" <laughs> These movies are so dumb; they don't care. Like, yeah, yeah it, it, that's, what, that's what I mean. Like, everything a kid says is fair game because it's not like it's not like other franchises. Like, oh, that's too dumb. It's like Transformers. Is like, no, it's fine. Like, that's that's exactly what. Yeah, like at the end of three, they like get rid of Cybertron. It's like, oh, what do you think the fifth movie is going to be? Oh, they're going to bring back Cybertron. Do you want to? I'm going to spare you from having to explain the plot to two. So would you like to explain the plot to one to people who have... Oh, no, I want to explain the plot to the bad ones, because I've seen them three times. Oh, you want to explain well, I've, seen, I've seen... Well, no, I've seen uh, five three times. Uh, I've I've seen those ones. I can explain those plots. Okay, so let me explain one. You can explain one and three. Go for it. Go for one, for sure. I'll try to explain five. I'll to explain five. Okay. I'll do it evenly. All so right. you can do two and four the word. Like, well, yeah. Okay, so right. Transformers 1 is basically just like... 
it's just the the exciting finally like live action adaption of the Transformers series. And it's this sorry you guys sound stupid. Autobots and Decepticons who are beings from a planet called Cybertron, um, who are two robot factions who are fighting for what their home planet, but now they're fighting. They've been fighting for millions of years. Fighting millions of years. But what happens is there's a, a cube that lands on planet Earth called the Allspark. And it has the power to... Bring back life. Bring back life, yes. Transformers. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's basically the plot of all of them. They just want to rebuild their home planet. Like, that's what the Decepticons want to do, right? Like, they just want to, like... Yeah, sort of. Kind I mean, of. Two, and, two and four are a bit different from that. Yes. But, but one, three, and five are pretty that's much basically all that. So yeah. there's this, basically, there's a MacGuffin. Um, there's a kid named Sam Witwicky whose great-grandfather discovered a... Uh, Megatron, the villain, Decepticon, frozen in ice 200 years before um, his great-grandfather and his great-grandfather, and so he has um, the Witwickies are, he has like these glasses that his uh, great-great-grandfather had that um, have the key to unlocking the Allspark, right? Or have the, they look like the Ozzy they look like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glasses. Yes, and they, but those key, those glasses are the key and he has them, so all the Decepticons are trying to find him, but the Autobots are trying to protect him before everything. It's just a big chase movie, and it's the plot is complicated, like I may sound, but luckily it doesn't, unlike the other... It doesn't dwell it on doesn't it. It doesn't dwell on it, yes, exactly. It doesn't dwell on it. It just, it just sort of like... That's the plot. You get it or you don't, but at the end of the day, all that matters is they want this kid, they want the Allspark... Yeah. And he's locked in a, a he's in the middle of this big battle and he um Megan Fox is his girlfriend. She's, you know, she's like his hot girlfriend who knows about cars. Knows about cars and and she's really probably the most like three-dimensional character in the whole series, but she's like horribly sexualized the whole time, so. Yeah. That's is that a good plot that I that go too off on a tangent or is that? Yeah, I mean like yeah. I mean it's pretty like Simple it's, but complex. Yeah, plot. it's not so. a it's not a globe trotting adventure like the other ones are. It's a it's a nationwide adventure because they start actually it's basically all in California, right? Pretty much. Yeah, because they go to L.A. They go almost to, all in California. Yeah, because they go to is the Hoover Dam in L.A. It's in L.A. or yeah. California, yeah, yeah. L.A. California, and then they go to downtown, and then they go down to Los Angeles, and that's a big battle. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's not you know it's it's pretty contained contained for these movies. Yeah, for sure, especially when you get to the later right. ones. So. What do we like about the first movie? What are our thoughts? Um, this one's harder just because we grew up with this one. I watched this one a lot. So what I like about this one more than any of the other ones is that it actually, for as dumb as the script is and as dumb as when the dialogue is, um, it actually attempts to be a real movie. Like it actually like focuses on characters. The characters aren't very likable, but at least it it gives them... Um, identities and it gives them like what their you know motivations are who's the comic relief there's a lot of comic relief everyone's fucking comic relief in these movies um, and I also think but I think what's most good of, works about it is that it the the robot stuff is um, is saved <laughs> sorry there's a shadow in every day. <laughs> um, is that it's mostly the all the robot stuff is mostly saved for the end of the mostly the end of the movie but there's some really good sporadic action that doesn't go too long, unlike the regular, the next movies, that works. So, like, you have a great opening attack scene, right? That's, like, a cool set piece, and it's a cool kind of, like, attack. And I like, I like that this movie, um, aside from the other ones, really focuses on the human's perspective of these things. So, like, everything is from down low, and how do we, how, how would we look at these big creatures, and... Um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, and, and, and there's a real, I think there's a, I think the thing that makes it the best, arguably the best one, one or three, I think this one that works better is that all these uh, robots have weight in this one. Mm-hmm. There's like a real like physical, like when they, it's impressive when they show up. And I think the thing that makes this one really good is that the CGI is amazing. The CGI is, the character designs are cluttered and look like yeah, yeah. pieces of machine tape, like just struck, like pushed together. But like the the CG itself is really impressive. It was really impressive in 2007 and I think it really holds up. Especially as the series gets worse and we'll get in terms of its effects. Especially considering that the a lot of the battles take place, except with the exception of the beginning, the desert one, the highway one, the city one, they all take place in daytime. Yeah, most of them Which do. is kind of extraordinary for that yeah. type of CGI. Like, they have, like, such good CGI for the um, daytime segments. Yeah, I think it has a pretty great intro. Uh, I mean, if you, like, just the blackout attacking mm-hmm. the base. Um, the dialogue's still terrible, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all terrible. It gets worse. I, I can't even... But that's the thing. Everything bad about this one just gets worse later on. So it's not so oh, much yeah, like... Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So much like this movie is like. You know. I think some of the some of the secondary characters, like we've talked about, they're so uh, uh, invested in what they're doing, like like so being so over the top or whatever yes. that it makes it kind of funny. Right. It makes it like pretty. I don't want to say unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm. It's intentionally funny in the way that they're being over the top, but the dialogue is not funny. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just their acting that makes it funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Shia LaBeouf when I say that. I'm just talking about any one of the secondary right, secondary characters. Um, and not the parents, probably. No. The parents got, like, a couple of good lines in this one, and that's it. Uh, they, they're really annoying in this one, but they get... But by the time it gets to two, they're, like... Two, they're terrible. They're terrible. Three, they're sidelined. Three, again, yeah, which, which is, good. is good. Yeah, the um, yeah, I, I, I like quite a bit of this movie. I, I like a lot of the action in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of segments that drag for me. There's a lot of segments with just poor acting, poor dialogue. Uh, there's attempts at heart that are fall completely flat on their face mm-hmm. sometimes for me. The only one that really works is the part when Bumblebee's being pinned down, and that one's pretty good. I like when he's um, Bumble- I like I like when the movie because Spielberg produced all these movies, which is shocking. Because especially as they get worse, it's so weird to see Spielberg's name. And I know we talked about Spielberg hadn't made a good movie in like a decade, but I mean, this level of trash is like yeah. to see his name attached to it is so weird. Especially by the time he's like the fifth one. But um, like, I think I think there's kind of like an ET vibe in the first one that I like between Bumblebee and Sam. Um, kind of this like boy and his robot kind of storyline, which is nice. I, like, I think the pen down scene is great. And I think about the part when he, he's lost his legs and he's crawling over to. Um, to Sam, and he's getting oh, counted. I, yeah. like I like that part a lot. I thought about the scene where he shoots the light up into the sky. Oh, that's cool. The, the imagery in that scene is fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. Me. Yeah, I like all that. Michael, um, Michael Bay, he... He fucks up because every scene is is meant to be the coolest fucking shot. Like, there's no, like, static shots. And you can say, like, oh, that's cool because he keeps it visually dynamic, but it just becomes exhausting. His movies are visually exhausting after a while because everything has to be big and epic. But he does, every, with that with that mentality, he definitely lands on some cool shots. And there's undeni- undeniably cool images in the first one, you know? Oh, I entirely agree. The thing that blew my mind as a kid that I don't think people talk... Like, I think Golden Compass beat this for best visual effects that year. That was stupid. And no. I remember being so mad about that because there was like a couple TGI polar bears that I guess were impressive, but... I don't know. I didn't watch fucking Golden Compass. Who the fuck gives a shit about the Golden I know, Compass? I know. I know. So Who I talks didn't, about that? No one. No one. <laughs> all I'm, all I'm, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You can 
these movies definitely had an impact more than anything. Like, you can, can't deny that. Like, when you talk about history of film in the past decade, they're, they need to be talked about because they are, like... They were, I want to see a Transformers copy that says Oscar winner on it. <laughs> I, I, I would be fucking awesome. love it. Because well, I think what's amazing about the, uh, the... The shot that, like... I think it's, like, the money shot in the movie, and everyone uses it when they do this movie. And I remember even seeing it with my dad when he took me when I was nine. You know, my dad was like, this is trash, but, you know, it's got some entertaining, entertainment value to it. The stuff that blew his mind and blew my mind as a kid was how ILM, uh, Industrial Light Magic, the VFX guys, were able to um, create the different pieces of the transforming so that everything, it doesn't just feel like a jumbled CG mess. If It's the same when you play with the toys when you were a kid, every piece had purpose. And I love that shot where, and they really use that in this one, like the shot where it goes under... Optimus Prime as he's transforming, he shows him the battlefield at the end, is genuinely one of the best shots Michael Bay's ever done. Because it's just like, you see every piece come together, and it's so cool, and it's so satisfying, and it looks amazing. So would you say that, because moving on, I guess, a little bit from the first one, uh, I'd kind of, I think we would kind of both sum it up as, it's kind of like a technical marvel. Yes. It's 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 beautiful in terms of its technicalities. Right, but we need to talk about the bad stuff too, because it's still... Well, yeah, no, I was, I was about to say, but yeah. it's like in terms of like story, dialogue, humor, the, the jokes, right. the, the the characters who are awful, mm-hmm. uh, especially like Sam Witwicky and stuff, Yeah, uh, that all of that stuff kind of falls completely flat on its face. Yeah. And I think the reason why it manages to capture kids' hearts was the fact that it is this technical marvel. It is technical marvel. And I, yeah. I also think, too, that we talk, I talk about this all the time, but by the time Transformers 1 came out, it was six years after 9-11, and after 9-11, there was a call for, like, the Roland Emmerichs of the world to, like, don't make destruction movies anymore. Like, we can't do that. We can't have Independence Day anymore. Like, the world has changed. No one wants to see national monuments get destroyed or buildings get destroyed. Yeah. So I think, um, so you had a lot of the Bourne movies for the summer movies you were getting, you know, very gritty, very down to, you know, or stupid, like, you know, like, underworld shit where it was just gothic and fantasy or... Or you'd have the, even the Nolan Batman films, which the first two are amazing, but they're they're very much more about less about property destruction and you know more about you know like mm-hmm. just sort of a very what are you laughing at? I I, I thought of something. I'll tell you in just a minute. Okay, but more of an like more more you know real world level, you know, because that's the world we're living in. So Transformers 1 comes out, and this is pre-Avengers, you know, when they had the big battle in New York. This is pre-all the MCU movies, pre-Man of Steel, which is just a nightmare of destruction and, you know, chaos. Yeah. But this this is pre-any of that. So this is the first kind of, like, big city destruction at this level with this budget we'd ever seen. So to see a final battle like that, to me, I think was a big, like, turning point for kids our age. It was like, whoa. Like, this is, like, action of a new level. And it got pushed too far. By the subsequent sequels and the movies that came after it, but it was at the time impressive. But like you said, the 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 problem is is that every time it focuses on the human characters, it's every time it flirts with an interesting character, it's undermined by a bad joke. Um, Michael Bay's intent on making every girl just be complete eye candy, which it, it, like I feel like at this point, complaining about Michael Bay's treatment of women is just as tired as talking about his explosions. Like it's like we know that. You know what you're getting into. You know what you're getting into. But, but it is frustrating because on this watch, um, I'm not saying this because every guy like me had a crush on Megan Fox when they were like 12. I think I think, I generally think Megan Fox is is a, is a likable actress. Like I, do, I don't think she's bad. I don't think I think Shia LaBeouf is just as bad as her. 
Yeah. And I think the only reason that people take talk more shit about don't talk enough shit about Shia LaBeouf is because at least his character is meant to be more emotional. So yeah. yeah, so it's less distracting when he's a bit more closed off. But that's her whole point. Her character's supposed to be closed off. She's kind of like the cool kid, like doesn't want to give too much backstory. She's trying to hiding a secret, and it's it's, it's an interesting character. And, and the character that has probably the most to lose in this battle is Michaela Baines, Megan Fox's character. She has, you know, she's fought before. You know, she's she has relation with cars. Like her her whole her whole story is perfect setup for a, a protagonist with yeah. with Bumblebee. But the problem is the way she's filmed, the way she's dressed. The movie doesn't allow her to be that. Yeah. I do think it's partially also... I, I don't... I don't necessarily in this one... I don't care for it in two either. I don't care for uh, Megan Fox's acting too much either. I, I do like the character. I don't think I don't think the acting is amazing. But I don't think it's fair to say that... Because there were reviews when she, like, she was like the most vapid actress in the world. And I, I don't think that's true. That's not. And I think there's actually... Really, I think she matches the people that are around right. her for sure with how like good they are. Now. I don't think anybody in these movies is no. like that but good enough. I, I think off of that, Sam Witwicky is like the worst character ever. Like, And as I get older, his character, his... his he's uh, awful. He's, he's manipulative. He's a liar. Um, he just complains all the time and gets what he wants. He just bitches and moans and then winds up getting rewarded at the end. And there's a there's a scene, the reason I was bringing up that Michaela scene is because I know when people tune into a podcast about Transformers, they don't want us to talk about the human relationships, but I feel like it's important to talk about because, yeah. you know, because they actually do attempt in the first one. There's a scene, and the reason I was saying Megan Fox is not that bad, there's a scene where after the famous sush scene of her, like, leaning over his car and the really, like... You you always bring it up, but the, the the just the so overtly sexual dialogue. Where he's like, oh yeah, she's like she's like oh uh, she's like you gotta you gotta uh, what is it? She says you got like a double pump loose in yeah. here. She says one that's like um, it squirts. Your, yeah, your engine squirts. Like it's I'm like ew, bro. It's like, like how do we like how does that? I'm like chill. Like, out. I, I remember watching. It's like, a shot of her like moving it up and down. Like I remember watching screen. it out with my dad and him just like shaking his head. Like I can't <laughs> believe my son's watching this, but um, yeah, it's it's awful. But after that scene, there's a scene where he drives her home. Um, with Bumblebee, and she says, um, like, really direct him. She's like, do you think I'm shallow? And, like, it's this character who's been all these, like, jock bros treat her like she's the hot girl. We gotta be with her. They don't care, give a shit about what she likes. They don't give a shit about her car interests. They don't care. And she's genuinely like, and and I think Meg Fox's delivery of it is really good. Like, do you think I'm shallow? And Shia LaBeouf, Sam Witwicky responds with, doesn't give her an honest answer. He instead responds with the most cliche bullshit, and then he immediately follows it with a dumb uh, callback to the cartoon where he yeah, says, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is more than a meets the eye with you. And it's like, it's just, it's like, that could have been a real moment these two characters had and where he learned to respect her and he, he really shows why he likes her. It's not just, but that's the thing. There is no relationship with Samuel Wiki that is yeah. not based on. It feels more like an attempt for her to be able for him to be able to get into her pants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because because he hasn't known her at all. Yeah, she doesn't even know who he is. So it's just like he's been like watching her and like you know like being like always like obsessed with her like physically because obviously he's never gone up to her to talk to right. her. And so this moment's not earned at all. No, it just feels like maybe, maybe it's trying to be right. But I feel like it more so just comes off as, oh, he just wants to fuck her. Well, everything in Sam Wiki's life is is just, like, a, a trophy to him. Like, Bumblebee, when the movie it attempts to make them, like, in the best moments, it attempts to have them have, like, a relationship, like a, you know, a pet. Like, a, a between, a, like, a loving dog and its owner, right? But at, at worst, Bumblebee is just a cool car he can drive around. 
He's like, oh, I wish you could be a cooler car than that, you know? And then, oh, he is. Fuck yeah, it's awesome. Like, now he's not embarrassed anymore. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and then Michaela, it's like, he never gives a shit about Michaela's interests. He never cares about... There's never a scene where he goes out of his way to... to how do I explain it? Go, like, goes out of his way to, to listen to her or or do anything she said. Like, it's, it's all just... It's all just... I have to hold on to my hot girlfriend. Like, all that's like that's even the two is like, oh god, I, I, I have, I guess I have to say I love her because I don't want to lose her. But there's no like reason for him to say I love you because there's no, there's nothing there. Yeah. And no. I, and again, it's like I, I shouldn't be throwing criticism just at Transformers because that's every movie with a lead character, I mean male character. It's very you know, there's no real relationship between the guy and the hot girl. It's just I want to have a hot girlfriend. But it's just it, it's just it's just interesting. Like Sam Witwicky, especially in the first two, is just. Really bad, and I, I, but I think Shia LaBeouf is very charismatic, and that's what makes it bearable in the first one, at least. Um, so I kind of no, no, you're fine. Any any final thoughts about one? Um, <laughs> well, I think while I think um, there is really bad humor, the plot is sometimes incomprehensible. I like that it's more low key than what would happen. I like that. I like that the cast is somewhat committed, even in this terrible movie. You know, like John Turturro could have phoned it in. He's a fucking. He worked with Spike Lee. He worked with the Coen Brothers. Yeah. He could have phoned it in, and he actually seems like he's having fun. Um, even the parents who I hate, they seem like they're having fun. Like everyone, everyone. There's a there's a feeling of aside from the racism and the sexism that's there, and some of the overly long fights. There's a sense of charm in the first one that I think carries it through, which is why I, I revisit it more and why I don't – when I revisit it with the lens of nostalgia, it's actually okay to revisit rather than some other crap I used to watch as a kid. That's kind of my feeling with one. Yes. I believe it is a technical marvel mm-hmm. that's utter shit other than that. Sure. It's, it's a good way to put it. It's yeah, got being... some good passion yeah. in it. Yeah. It's, a it's not a good movie. It's a nostalgia ride for me. Yeah. So. To say it's a good movie is like – is a little – Four out of ten for me. Really? Yeah, two and a half out of five stars. That's five. Oh, yeah. Sure, five. <laughs> well, nice five man. out of ten. I'd give, yeah, give it a five. Wait, wait. On nostalgia, but five is its own. As, like, nostalgia, eight. <laughs> On a nostalgia level, yeah, it's like a seven or an eight mm-hmm. for me, for mm-hmm. sure. But also, yeah, I mean, it is a... Me and my dad have this theory called... I'm going to write an article about it called The Fast Forward Movie. And Transformers is the ultimate fast-forward movie. It's the movie that you pop in, you immediately have your finger hovering over the fast-forward button. Oh, cool scene. Okay, fast-forward. This crap. Fast-forward. Oh, there we go. That's how I watched it. I used to watch yeah. the prequels when I was a kid. I love how nobody can hear any of these robots stepping around yeah, whenever I know. they're sneaking around or doing anything. Like around the house, you... I know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Crushing yeah. everything. I know. Um, so I'm going to end off our segment on Transformers 1 with a, with a little story that I laughed about earlier. Um, was this earlier when I was bringing up yes, Dark Knight? Okay. So. Dark Knight. I was bringing up the Batman movies and you laughed. Oh, I was probably thinking. I was probably in my head. Oh, okay, I probably cool, wasn't okay, even cool. listening. Sorry. But, um, uh, so this story was... I don't think I ever told you this. Was, when, when It was around the time when um, Transformers came out. So Is this re- involving me? No, no, okay. no. When the DVD versions of Live Free or Die Hard... And Transformers came out. We, we, we've talked about how they both came out. Same time. Yeah, around yeah. the same exact time. Uh, 
Live Fear or Die Hard is a scene because you're mentioning up like how nobody wants to see national monuments get destroyed. It has the scene where the White House or whatever blows up on the TV screen. Yeah, the Capitol building, and then the you, Capitol building. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the White House. I guess when I was a kid, I don't yeah. fucking know. Well, I sure. Know. Yeah, you, you were a dumb kid. Yeah, I was a stupid kid. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was on TV one day, and I remember seeing that, and I thought it was real. So. I- <laughs> Like that scene yeah. about the Capitol. Yeah, just I, I, well, like it just fucking explodes. And I had come downstairs, like in the middle of the movie. So, like, I was just walking around the house, and it was just on TV. And I, I, I thought that the White House had like blew up, and um, it was it was horrifying for like a solid like minute. But I thought the White House had blown up, and about thirty seconds later into the movie, if I remember, it like is revealed that it hadn't blown mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and then I realized it was a movie. I was like, oh, <laughs> awesome. That That's was, like the one scene I actually, it's where you said it's like the one scene I remember Rule of Fear Die Hard. Yeah, I fucking was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're going to fucking die. <laughs> like screaming in the house. That's amazing. Yeah, I thought I was pretty petrified for that moment, mortified. That's the only thing I remember in the whole film. And the fact that he jumps on like a fighter jet or some shit. So stupid. But Transformers 2. Yes. Because we talked about the following, so you have to be for forty minutes. Did we really talk about forty minutes? Yes. Yeah, we got this guy. We got. Yeah, that's what I was like. All right, it's not like a three-hour one. All right, Transformers Two: Revenge of the Fallen. I'll explain the plot. All right. So Transformers Two. I will explain this in depth and thorough. It's it's fantastic. I know the whole plot memorized off of a spreadsheet. So, Transformers 2 is about the Autobots and Decepticons are still fighting. The Autobots are now working for a Black Ops classified group. And Bumblebee is not with Sam Witwicky as much as he would like. He is hanging out with Sam Witwicky. Every now and then, Sam Witwicky is going off to college. And his parents are sending him off there, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff with college doesn't fucking matter. He's having relationship issues. But he's also seeing symbols in his head due to a fucking shard of the Allspark that he's kept on him. It's accessed inside of his head. And it's left you know, it's a piece of the Allspark that somehow fell off. He's like, oh, I guess a piece of the Allspark got my, on my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'll get it, we'll get it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fine. We'll get all that in just a minute. But, like, yeah, so he gets all the symbols in his fucking head, and then he doesn't know what the fuck's going on or whatever, and all the Autobots and Decepticons are trying to find out what the Decepticons are still after on Earth because they're still fucking here. So that's when we get into the whole entire how the symbols lead to basically that, you know, like, oh... Uh, there's been the Fallen and thousands of years ago, and it actually leads to the location of this giant device that destroys a fucking sun. Um, so the device will destroy a whole sun, and, you know, they'll be able to get Energon from the sun and be able to destroy the whole Earth. Uh, so the, What's Energon, Tyler? Dark Energon is the thing that powers Autobots and, and Transformers. It powers Cybertron. Have you not seen the cartoon, stupid? I was, I was, I was asking you as, oh, like, okay. a, like, as I'm the viewer. Oh, okay. But... Yeah, as a viewer, I don't know what the fuck it is. Also, were you ever into the cartoon as a kid? I mean, a little bit. I was never really. I mean, I, I knew about Transformers. I played the games way more. Yeah, this, this, this. The first movie was my introduction to Transformers. I could say that. Yeah, that was fine. More than that was fine. Yeah. Uh, so then we get to the characters. You know, they all have to band together because they're like, "Oh shit! Wait, they got the symbols out of Shia LaBeouf's head. Oh no, we got to work all together and we got to be able to destroy this." Especially because Optimus is now dead, and they find out a Prime is the only one who could destroy the Fallen, who is a Decepticon from thousands of years ago. That's going to activate the Sun device and destroy the whole entire Sun. So then the Decepticons are going to go to Egypt and they're going to activate the Sun device, and the Autobots and all of them are chasing after them. But they got to get hold of the Matrix, which is this random device that is a MacGuffin out of nowhere that is shown up 
to show that you can actually revive Autobots or revive Transformers. They're going to revive Optimus Prime using this because a Prime is the only thing that can destroy a Fallen, and they revive Optimus Prime. He destroys the Fallen. They destroy the Sun device, and basically everyone is saved, and that's the end of the day. That is the plot synopsis. This one was fucking abysmal. This one was awful. This one was a nightmare. This one is as bad... Like, I've always heard this one's bad. Like, this one's always been, like, the one they always use. Like, oh, my God, this is, like, one of the worst movies ever. And, you know, I'd always heard, like... But this one, upon my... I mean, I like I knew going into this, I had seen enough clips from, like, over a decade of, like, the racist robots, you know, the, the, the horrible sexism, the, you know, the stupid robot heaven that Shia LaBeouf goes to at the end. Like, I, I, I you know, I... I heard all about that. What what is hard to like show in small clips or like on an honest trailer for this movie or something is the you hear like that these movies are mind numbing and that they're like migraine inducing, especially this one. But this one like like is really like I I was on. Do you remember I was on I was on the floor for most of it, just like. With my holding my head, like I really need this to stop. Like this, no. this is like it wasn't even funny anymore. Like four and five, were, it was kind of funny. It was like, oh, like this is so bad. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe we're doing this. This one was like, I need, like I need this to stop because my head hurt. Like my head literally was like, was like pounding. Um, yeah, it's 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 hateful. It's loud. It's so fucking long. It's not the longest one, but it's much longer than the first one. It feels it feels like the longest. Feels like the longest because yeah. there were, you would we would constantly pause this one and be like, oh my god, we have like an hour and a half left. Oh my god, we only moved on ten minutes. Let me pause it. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this is so bad. And it's it's just it's just a nightmare. And I I believe that Transformers of the Fallen because it did make a shit ton of money domestically, worldwide, but especially domestically when it came out in 09. I think it was in the highest grossing movies of all time, top ten for a while, for a good couple of years. Uh, domestically, I think this movie, because so many kids our age have seen it, is single-handedly the reason that there are so many fucking morons when it comes to movies. Like, like people who don't like that there's not enough action in a Star Wars movie, or like don't think you know. Like, I think they the reason they think that is because this movie is complete, like just just noise and 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 like. No, like it's it, like I think this is what they want from every kind of movie. It's just complete noise and explosions and crazy climaxes every eighty seconds. Like I think it's like I think this is what they want, and I think that's really scary. And knowing how many kids saw this as a kid and actually finally seeing it, it's like I finally found the source of what happened to our culture. You were mining for years. Like I was like, oh my god! All it took was Transformers Two. Yeah, it's really, it's really bad. It's, it's, it's not even fun to talk about bad. It's really, really, really bad. Like I was shocked at how terrible. It was. When people describe, <clears throat> like, hey, this is one of the worst films ever made. This is what you think of. Mm -hmm. It's like this is the type of film that would be like. It's not. It's not unintentionally funny. Right. It's not really a fun movie at all. It's got nothing redeeming about it, and it's just pure and utter headache inducing that is that to me is like that's what deserves to be considered like one of the worst films ever made well yes and i went into this going um thinking i, I even told you i was like I, I have a feeling that i'm not gonna hate transformers 2 as much as i think i will 
Like, I haven't said that. I was like, I have a feeling that this is, like, it's going to be really bad, but knowing where the franchise is going, it's not going to be the worst one. And then I watched it, and it immediately struck me that this was, like, within, after the first action scene, which is kind of the best part of the movie, um, which is faint praise, because it's not that great, but it immediately turns to shit. Like, it's just, it's just awful. And everything that was annoying, the characters, John Turturro, the parents... It's all dialed up to 11. The racism, it's all dialed up to like 11 in this one. It's really, really bad. Oh, yeah, the Indian guy. In the There's an Indian guy shop. in a deli that is one of the most mm-hmm. racist jokes I've seen. I mean, it looks straight up out of like a 40s like cartoon. It looks like Birth of a Nation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think of that I think, Michael, I think Michael Bay was inspired by, by some B.D. older films. Griffiths. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. This one's not even like fun to talk about. It was really, it was really bad. Well, let's get into the good. You want to go first? <laughs> Absolutely. So, do you really have any good to say about this one? I don't know. Maybe I have to think about it. <laughs> um, the effects are still pretty good. CG is yeah. pretty solid. I mean, yeah. the, the the like I said, the fucking designs are still garbage, and you can't see. I think the green screen's pretty awful. Green at screen's times. pretty awful at times, but like, like the part we were talking about, we were we were making fun of it when it goes through those holes. And enters that was the different. Yeah, that was that, 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 hurt my, that hurt my head too. The constant need to move the camera. The constant, constant. Yeah, they slow down with that. Even in three, even they in finally nine. have some like static shots. I was like, oh, thank God. Because even like the dialogue scenes, it's just people screaming. I think this one's meant to look like things are going on when they're not. Mm-hmm. So it's like they'll they'll move like to they cause like an uh, like make it easier in editing. Yes, they'll be like, oh shit, just move the cameras really well, fast with everything. Like, um, this one, everyone's even when it's not action. When it is dialogue scenes, which is rare, um, the dialogue is people screaming at each other. That's the thing too about all these movies is that everyone just hates each other. Like all the Autobots don't have any relation; they just are make fun. Oh of Oh yeah, each like other. you were saying earlier that like when people hear us talk about a Transformers movie, they don't want to hear us talk about the humans. And I'm like, well, there is no relationship. There's with no the Transformers. Relation. There's the Transformers. When the Transformers do interact with each other, they're always threatening how they want to kill each other. Even the Autobots. So it's like, why do I care? Especially like the fourth and fifth one, they do that a lot. It's really annoying. Um, but um, this one, every character is yelling at each other. Dad, you know, Shai is yelling at his dad. Michaela, and they're always getting mad at each other, and it's just, it's just always yelling. So even when the camera is not fighting all the time, and it's loud screaming, and then it's the camera's still always moving. The camera's always shoving your weird positions of shoving into people's faces, just constantly moving around them. Like it can't slow down ever. And I, I understand you want to make your shots dynamic and it's cool every once in a while, but a whole movie of just movement, movement, movement is like ridiculous. And there's one scene in particular where I guess I will say one of the positive things that uh, people like about this one is that um, they actually kind of get down some of the relationships between the cartoon. So like Starscream, who's... Starscream and Megatron. Megatron is, Megatron's the main Decepticon. Starscream's like his second in command. Like annoying. Yeah, and he's, but he's like, oh, my master, I love you. I'm so sorry. And he's always trying to like backstab Megatron when he's yeah. gone. Um, they kind of got that relationship down in this one. Um, and there's this... But there's this... That, there's a scene where the two of them are on top of a building yelling at you. He's kind of beating the shit out of them and they're talking. And the camera is going around the building, like a 360 around the building. Yeah. But it constantly cuts in between in the so middle. So other shots where it's going around. Yeah, so, so it'll be going around halfway and then it'll stop and it'll cut to another way. It's going around. That. And so it's like, it's just cutting between the same shot, but just in reverse. Yeah. It's so bizarre and it's like, it completely, it looks like shit. And I'm like, why don't you just replace those with like close-ups of their faces or over the shoulders or it's just, or low angles. It's so weird. Yeah. It's fucking, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really bad. 
I would say that my only thing that's good about it is that I'm I'm okay with the forced fight, I guess. Oh yeah, that was yeah. that was underwhelming. It's only like it's like two minutes. Yeah, just I mean, like I, I think the reason why I'm okay with it is because everything up, it, it's much. It's obviously more planned out to me mm-hmm. than the other fight scenes. Like it, that that to me compared to the desert fight is like is like a fucking yeah. It's, it's short. like a scene out of a fucking martial arts mm-hmm. film or some shit. It's, it's like well, I was a little, I was a little underwhelmed when you said oh like because I even heard before you told me like years like oh well like the forest fight's the best scene in the movie. It's a really cool fight, and I saw I was like oh, it was whatever, and then I mean, it was kind of like camera was kind of couldn't really see what was going on, but it was fine I guess. But then by the time I got to the for- the desert fight, I was like, oh my god, I wish... I, I wish this was the forest fight. I know, that forest just, fight was way just, so much better. Because like, it's just, this desert fight is like, just so... Like, I, I cannot... Like, it's hard to explain unless I, like, play a clip of it. Because it's just like, you will never understand the pure amount of noise. Like, just, The whole thing. Just, yeah. no, just, I mean, just... You know, I've seen a lot of action scenes in my life. You know, I've seen all the Avengers movies. I've seen all the MCU movies. I've seen Man of Steel. I've seen... Godzilla movies where shit gets destroyed all the time. This is without doubt the most annoying, like obnoxious, destructive battle scene I've ever seen. Yeah, because it's just moving shots of nothing, and then they just add they a just bunch kill, of CGI. Cut, Megan Fox running, and she's not wearing a bra, and she's running in slow motion. Then they'll and they'll cut to a fucking jet just flying out of nowhere. Like where'd that come from? It's like oh, before you have time to like register Even what happened, <laughs> it's fucking oh my god, Sam Wicky's parents are over there, and they're running, and they're being shot at, and like oh my god, the soldiers over there, they're shit. it's like just crazy. And I know that there are kids out there who. You know, the kids who f- fucking all they like is, like, anime fight scenes nowadays. Or the kids who were fucking, like, bullied me in fifth grade and all they like is guns and guns and ammo. It was, like, fucking porn for them. Because it was just like, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, it's so much fucking... Yeah. It reminds me of the worst, like, the worst of the worst of a of a big blockbuster fight scene. But it goes on for 45 minutes. Yes, yeah. Like, it's like when you get to, like, a part in, like, a really, like, like a big blockbuster and you get to this one part into the fight scene, we're like, oh, I don't really know what happened right then. It's that times 45 minutes. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't want to talk about it anymore because that's really all I have to say other than... Well, I will ahead. ask this. What is, what do you think, uh, what do you think are the, is the worst stuff about this movie? Just like naming it off. Like for me, personally, I'd be like, oh, it's all the secondary characters. Can I say something first about a good thing, actually, yeah. that I kind of missed out on? Because it kind of coincides with what I'm about to say it's bad. Because I, I even say this about like movies I hate, like Rob Zombie's Halloween and stuff. This is, whereas even the lesser parts of three and four, and definitely four and five, um, especially five, feel like that could be directed by anybody. This is definitely a Michael Bay movie. Like I, I under, I, I fully, like I know the only person who would dare to make a fight, a battle scene this ex- extreme, chaotic, yeah. chaotic, and is Michael Bay. And so, like, there is images in there that you're like, that only Michael Bay would think to do that. They're not yeah, like with them like running an explosion right. all and, the and sides it's, of them. It's not stuff, clever, yeah. but it definitely is a style. Yeah. Well, you can tell it's always him too from the white fireworks. Yeah. It's always like every time I see that, I'm like, oh, yep. Yeah. It's, it's, so so it's so there is a, there is a a pure directorial stamp on this one, maybe more than any of them, because this one, you, as you said, you told me beforehand, they they were 
making action scenes before they had a script. Oh, yeah. They, they made all the action scenes before even the script was written. Mm-hmm. They told the writers during a writer's strike. Write a fucking script around these actors. During, during when writers were pissed. Yeah. Like, writer's strike so and everything was going like, yeah. on. And they were like, oh, yeah, just write the script. To the side. Like, we have, we have all this footage that we made. We got... Um, <clears throat> I It's... And I guess... Yeah, it's very much a direct... It's hilarious. It totally shows. Mm-hmm. You're watching it and you're like, what the... I know it is, is but it is it is Michael Bay completely let off the leash. I I think they on I think some of them on purposely wrote the script. Oh, but terrible! But I think anyway. on, some of them on purposely were like, let's just throw in bullshit. Oh yeah, and fuck it with it. But that's I mean the, the, the worst stuff in the movie. I mean the worst stuff. I already touched on it enough. Was the 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 endless action that is just not fun, just loud. Um, the noise is the worst part. The noise yeah. because I you know I I look I love I love big action. You and I are Godzilla fans. Like we 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 defended Godzilla King of the Monsters last summer. Like. We like big, dumb monster fights, and but they need to at least be coherent and um, I don't want to say short because I like long monster fights. I don't want humans talking. Yeah. But like they at least need to be coherent and they need to have breaks. They need to have some sort of like where the, it's not all noise all the time, you know. And and, and even the parts in this that's funny when when a character does talk, like when they do run into a room and they talk, you know, mm-hmm. and they need to. It's still like. <gasps> Like there's not like never a mo- moment to slow down, um, and so yeah, that's the worst stuff. You know, it's just the noise. Uh, I think the secondary characters are, are another worst terrible. part. Yeah, I think like, the, even the secondary characters in the first one had some entertainment, but entertainment. then they even add in other ones in this, like the the roommate. the racist twins, the roommate, mm. the. I think John Turturro's worse than this That's one. That's really annoying in this one. Um, this is the only one where he's like mega annoying to me. Yeah, he's actually kind of funny in one, just because he's it's like so um, weird to see him. Yeah, I even think in three he's fine. Pretty three good. is fine. I yeah. think he's three. He's fine too. But the yeah, these ones, all the secondary characters are super annoying. Yeah. I think that none of their relationships work at all. I think that the noise is so it, it makes it all incomprehensible, mm-hmm. and especially during the action scenes. And I think also just the plot of just throwing in random MacGuffins the whole time. Like, they throw in, like, oh, like, oh, let's have, you know, like, the Matrix. Throw that in there. Oh, let's uh, let's throw in that this that the shards of the Allspark, which came out of nowhere. Like, I guess they just fell on his shirt. Like, those just, yeah, because he's like, oh, I got a piece of the Allspark on my shirt. That's just been there for and a it's year, like, Yeah, it's like, were you wearing the same exact shirt for a year? Like, what? Like, wait, you've been wearing... It, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't fit. And um, then he's got the roommate who's, like, stalking girls, I guess. Because he's got pictures of girls all across his walls everywhere. And he, he has, like... He's looking around, like, has, like, search finders for women at his college. It's so bizarre. You know what's something they... Well, we actually skipped it in the first one, so I can't... I was going to say... I was going to say... They should They could have had a lot of fun with um, Sam Wookiee's parents finding out that... Um, Bumblebee was a robot. That could be a really fun scene, but I guess they knew that already because at the end of the first one they had the post credit scene. We skipped it this time, but oh, did we? Yeah. Uh, you know, I wish that his roommate was the um, was the Redskins fan guy in the first movie. Anthony Anderson? Yeah. Yeah. I want. I want. I think that guy's. I think Anthony Anderson was well past college, but oh, know. I don't care. I want them to be like, oh, he went to college, and he's like, he's a non. He's like, I remember you. That'd been awesome. That would have been amazing. Yeah. I would have I would have been rather than crazy. that really annoying character that oh who stalks gosh, girls. He stalks girls. He yeah. he says like We didn't even get into the scene shit. with the fucking Decepticon stabbing itself as a woman stabbing itself as a woman and like who? the Decepticon that disguises itself as a woman and tries to like seduce I think it disguises itself as a toy car. 
no, no, the, Decept- like- no, the Decepticon that disguises itself as a woman. Oh, and that one, that one. They're talking about the horse. Yeah, tries thing. to molest Shia LaBeouf and like seduce him. Oh, I like that. I like that horror scene. Except it wasn't well filmed at all. What are you talking about? What, when the, your tongue comes out and stuff? No, no. When the one disguises itself as like a pink. Uh, That's three. Oh shit! Never mind. <laughs> I'm talking about how you. It's like the most famous. It's like a huge chunk of the movie. Into yeah, yeah. No, I know, the I know that. I know what you're talking about. Hot, like, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's robot. terrible. That's yeah, all awful. awful. Yeah, we already, we already know that's terrible. Right. Can we just stop talking to two? Is fucking terrible. I hate talking about two. Yeah. If you have any, if I have to give you any advisement, I'd say uh, watch two if you want to get a headache. Now we're moving on to Transformers Three: Dark of the Moon. Um, this one is about. Uh, actually, Tyler, you take it. Oh, okay, so basically, back when the moon landing was going on, it was actually a conspiracy that the uh, Autobot ship. There was an Autobot ship that was flying away called the Ark that was escaping from Cybertron whenever the Cybertronian wars were happening, and it crashed on the moon, and all the Autobots died and shit, and um, everything got shut down. And so they found this during the moon landing because they were on purposely going there because they discovered a spaceship, and. Basically, what occurs is that they have these things called the uh, pillars that uh, Sentinel Prime was on the ship. Sentinel Prime was the leader of the Autobots before, you know, like, the, the war. And, um... The war. And, uh... That was pretty obvious Prime again. That was pretty good. Yeah, the uh, Sentinel Prime, he's found with a bunch of pillars. Five of them, I think. And uh, there turned out to be there were hundreds back on planet of Cybertron, but they don't have any of these anymore. But they just need a few to be able to uh, bring Cybertron to where they are. So they were going to bring Cybertron to wherever they would go or terraform a planet or whatever the fuck and bring it back. So that means they could like thrive someplace new. So that's why they were taking the Ark. Mm-hmm. And so now we've reached a point where, uh, you know, like the Autobots are all doing their own thing with the army still. But they find out that the army's been keeping secrets from them. They're like, oh shit. You didn't tell us. You didn't tell us what you were planning. That's not even a line. I was just fucking running on. But uh, so whenever they find you out, you may lose faith in yourself. Wait, what is it? You may you lose faith, faith in, in us, us, but never in yourself. Which makes it sound like that they're gonna save the day, but the Autobots show up yeah, anyway. But um, what's transport doing? Yeah, uh, I want the fucking even save it. So then. They uh, are setting up all the pillars and everything. You find that Sentinel Prime actually wants to work with the Decepticons because the Autobots want to protect Earth, whereas Sentinel Prime wants to bring back Cybertron. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where the conflict begins. Conflict. There's Condense. Plot. plot. <laughs> that's a quote from Transformers 2. Yeah, yeah. There is actual... Are you done? Are you doing uh, And there's like a cold helping him out. And, yeah. Cool. Um, oh, Sam Whitwick, he has a new girlfriend. Yes. Uh, Mega Fox called... Uh, uh, Michael Bay Hitler, your Steven Spielberg had her high fired uh, before Michael Bay could talk to her. Yeah, so, you dick. Yeah. So they got Rosie Huntington Whiteley, who's you know this hot Victoria's Secret model, and you know she's fine, but it just sucks because they, you know there's not, a lot of scenes that would work. Yeah, it would, well, you Michaela. know not that not that Michaela Baines and you know and Sam would be the most interesting characters, but you know it would have been cool to see their. Them, them I think this one would be easily the best one. Yeah, because we'd have more. Um, this one's this one's fun. This one's fun. This one is um, got some cool stuff in it. This one immediately is like, and I think a part of why I enjoy this one so much is because when you watch them all back to back, you realize this is like so much better than two. Like, light years better than two. 
Um, I would say it's maybe even better than the first one. My nostalgia might be blinding me a little bit, but um, what I liked about this one was that... Are we going to the good stuff first? Do you want to just get to the good stuff? Yeah. Good stuff? Uh, there's a lot of it. Like, uh, there's the... There's actual stakes in this one. Um, I feel like there's actual... Um, uh, what did... Yeah, like, just there's... There's characters, conflicts. There's characters. There's there's twists that actually like that are fun. That are fun and like oh shit, like you know. And I I knew a, a bit was gonna happen in this movie, but I I didn't know to the extent. Um, so there's some really good twists in this. I mean, uh, Sentinel Prime, who's this voiced by Leonard Nimoy, uh, Doctor Spock himself. Um, Doctor Spock. Doctor Spock. Yeah, fuck you. Please edit that out. That's really embarrassing. I call him Doctor. Oh Spock. my gosh, Doctor McCoy. Doctor McCoy. I know. No, I feel really embarrassed. Bones, stupid. Oh, Commander Spock. I'm sorry. It's Commander Spock. Yikes. Anyway, Spock. Science officer, but whatever. Science officer. Yeah, and he's a science. But they call him Commander. In the movies, they call him. Sure. Spock. Not the not the JJ like in the. I'm annoyed, but I know you are. I know. Look, I love Star Trek too. I just fucked up. I called him Doctor Spock. I don't know why I call him Doctor Spock. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm really, I'm really embarrassed about that. All anyway, right, car, cool, whatever. Larry Nimoy is in this as Sentinel Prime, and he's like you know kind of the the you know Optimus's like mentor, and it's cool seeing another Prime and stuff. But what's so cool about it is there's he does when he does turn on them, it's pretty like it's not hinted at to the level of like where it's so obvious. It's not barely hinted at at all actually. And it really, it's actually pretty like, oh shit, like this actually changes some things. and It fits with his character. It fits with his character, and it's, it's good, it's, it's good. And then, um, you know, Patrick Dempsey is a character that, you know, that, that whole subplot of it's so stupid, because Patrick Dempsey is this, Rosie Huntington White Lee, Shia LaBeouf's new girlfriend, is working for um, Patrick Dempsey. It's like a car company. And a car company. Yeah, a car. Yeah, it's like a company. modeling car company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he, and, you know, he's, a, he's like this good looking guy, and Shia LaBeouf's all jealous of him, as Shia LaBeouf always is, because he still treats everything like an object. Um, he's all worried, but the cool twist is that he's actually a Decepticon sympathizer, and there have been a secret cult that he's a part of for his family for generations of, of people who sympathize the Decepticons and are helping the Decepticons, and that's a that's a fun little twist. It's it's dumb, but it's it's unique, and it, it gives this movie a a, a fun kind of um, it's it's just it's just different. It, it feels it feels immediately feels different. It immediately feels more assured of itself. There's an actual script, you know. It's still written by one of the guys who wrote Transformers 2, but it's just one of them now. Um, Aaron Kruger, who's yeah, a hack. it's not like 40 right No, he's now. a hack, but it's a good, it's, it's, it's a fine script. It's probably the best script Aaron Kruger's ever written. Because, I mean, he's also like Dumbo, the Tim Burton Dumbo and like, Transformers 4, so. Yeah, I, I kind of think of this one, I think the reason why I actually like this one the most, as of now, is that... It is the only one where I can tell you what I think he, they're going for. Yeah. And I think they're succeeding at it, at yes. least to an extent. I yeah. think this one is trying to be the most uh, enthralled in its cartooniness. Yes. Being, be going all out and just being like accepting its ridiculousness, its cartooniness. Once you release like Decepticon cults, like a few minutes, yeah. that's, you kind of know what you're in for. There's, well, there's, there's that. Yeah, it's like the conspiracy theories, like Buzz Aldrin meeting Optimus Prime. Uh, there's, that was, I almost forgot about that. That was amazing. There's the, the stuff with John Malkovich. All these characters are so over the top and ridiculous, but it actually feels like they're being told to be this way. Malkovich and Francis McDormand. From they're highlights. Time. They're like, and they're in this movie, and John Turturro, and when they're all together, John Turturro's even. I think John Turturro's the best out of the three of them. And with him and Francis McDormand together, these two Coen Brothers actors together, they're fantastic. And and John Malkovich is really funny, like yeah. really funny. And, and and I mean funny, not in the sense of like 
unintentionally funny. Like the humor that they're going for actually lands. Like, yeah. and it's because Malkovich is so funny. Yeah, Malkovich There's, is great, and uh, I love all of their stuff. It's it, it's not it, it's not perfect. Mm. It's not like it's not like some fucking Shakespearean shit or something. It's still like a like, five out of ten movie. Yeah, but, but I think it is succeeding at what it's trying to do. Yes. I think Michael Bay, the writer, the actors are all on the same page with this one. Whereas the first one, I even don't feel like anybody. Was to on me, the this same is page. in terms of, and I haven't seen all Michael Bay's films, but in terms of this franchise, this is Michael Bay's height. Like, there are scenes, especially in the final battle of Chicago, which is another 45-minute battle scene. But that that fight scene, instead of just being a barrage of noise, has so many great little highlights. There's breaks, and on top of that, there's some really fantastic cinematography. Yeah, there's the... The, the, um, the wingsuit, wingsuit scene. scene is awesome. The worm tearing down the building, the well, whole set inside the building. Well, I said this yesterday. The first... All the Transformers would basically accept this one. They don't have set pieces. They just have a scene you're stuck in for 45 minutes and things explode. And it's just, there's no creative set piece. It's just things hitting each other. Yeah. This one is like, there's clever set pieces. Like, like the, the falling, de- like, and, the, and, the, and there's set pieces, there's like action scenes with no music and it's all just sound. And there's a great one where they're stuck in this building. There's a giant worm Decepticon that's pulling down the building as it's falling and you know, they have, we gotta shoot the glass to go down oh my god we're going down the, it, it's so much fun it's a lot of fun that wingsuit scene is great um, and there is at the end of that battle there is a big like Miss Prime shows up and just beats the shit out of everyone but it feels way more earned because no. it's like okay cool like this is oh, this is a big moment it's not just you know ever. I talked about how the difference between this one and I'd even say uh, it, it kind of calls back to me with one versus like two, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has a has points that you go to, so it's point A, point B, point C, mm-hmm. point D. So it starts off. You start off where he's entering the city, and like everyone's like, "Oh, this is over. We don't know if we can do this." The Autobots show up to help them. Yes. The B is going to the building, saving the girlfriend, and and you know, like the whole building collapsing, right. all this shit. C is going to where Patrick Dempsey is, and it's like him trying to activate the mm-hmm. pillar. And D is on the bridge, the finale. Mm-hmm. And I think that it since it goes as that progression of where they're going, you are comprehending it in a way that's like comprehensible. Mm-hmm. Like you actually like understand what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas in two, four, and five, it's just nonsense. Right. For for half an hour at the very end. Right. And I think because of that, and because of those breaks, and because of the well filmed action, I think it makes for a very. If this was a good trilogy, that would be a good finale. Oh, without a doubt. If this I, didn't was like, think, yeah. I didn't think even with two as being the worst movie ever, I think it still could have been like a fine finale. I think I think um excuse me. I think another thing that works really well about this one is that um I can there, there there's a um every, I was numbed everything, even in the first one a little bit, by the end of it, like nothing was impressing me. Michael Bay doesn't do constant editing in this one. The shots maintain, like, Optimus Prime flies in to shoot this giant worm thing, and it just stays there, and you see it in slow motion, and all of its glory shoots it. And I can imagine this being, like, a really cool experience in IMAX 3D. And everyone told me this is, like, one of the best 3D experiences they saw. Even Especially with, even in Transformers 5 in IMAX 3D, I would have a head. Like, that would be... Ooh, but this yeah. one, because I remember even critics who hated it, which a lot of them did. And a lot of critics hated this one mostly because of 
their hate of two. Not this is a good movie. I'm not saying this movie did. Yeah. This movie deserves good reviews. Like, it doesn't deserve like no, 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 no. no like no, no, no. no. Yeah. It's it's not a good movie. It has, and we'll get to that. But it it does. It, it, there's there's some really impressive stuff here. Even the opening, as dumb as the whole moon landing thing is, it's actually pretty well filmed. It's actually kind of cool to see. It's like it's fun. It's fun. It's different. It's different, which is really cool. Yeah, I don't know about different, but it's fun. Well, it's different visually than what we saw in the first two. To me, it feels like oh yeah. It, it, well, it's trying to. The only reason why I don't say it feels different is because it feels like the uh, the the newsreel segments where it's like oh like yeah blah 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 like oh it's yeah, yeah it's not the problem but zoom in on zoom in on newspapers zoom in on TV TV talking about I don't yeah. know, Fox News or some shit because they have a whole Fox News segment. Bill O'Reilly's in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Bill O'Reilly's got a whole fucking scene. Basically. There's a lot of Democrat Republican humor in this one. Yeah, political. That is that great part. There's a lot of political. There's actually got a kind of a funny gag where Shia LaBeouf is applying for jobs, which is the worst part of the movie. Sam Wilkie at the beginning of this movie is just as unbearable as he is in the first two. He just gets slightly better at the end. I'd say he's more tame. More tame, but he's still a dick. He's He's still still a a total dick, and he freaks out, and he's like, when his girlfriend's talking to another guy, he's like, fuck them. He's like, get in the car. She's like, I like when you're angry. <laughs> and he's like, freaking out. Oh, I remember that. And everyone's like, well, that part's funny. I love the part when he's uh, when he's in the car and he's like so fucking mad. And she's like, I like it when you're in the car won't start. And then he just starts fucking kicking, kicking it. It's a funny shot. The it's fucking just, camera's like shaking <laughs> below him. It's hilarious. Kind of like intentionally funny, yeah. No, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just think it still has all a lot of the problems. I mean, the... the Plot when you explained it, I was still like my eyes were glazing over. I was like, oh, the pillars. And blah. But luckily, again, like the first one, it I don't think there's a thousand MacGuffins. In this no, it does, it's like only only one. one. And the good thing is, and like you said, you know, and, and like we said, the first one, the first one has a dumb plot too, but it doesn't dwell on it. It just yeah. kind of this one doesn't dwell on it. Too all much. you need to know is that there's a good robots and bad robots, and, and there's one robot that, that betrays them, and that's a big deal. And and they and they they work with that a lot. And um. They show off Cybertron in the intro. They show off Cybertron. I think, that, I think that's, that's the cool. cooler part. That's yeah, cool. That, that, that was neat. And that, that's the thing, too, is like, this one's way more of a... This one's way more of a sci-fi movie, which is fun. Yeah. Because the first... They should be. But the first... I think they're all kind of different, trying to be different... Things. Yeah. I mean, like, the they're one, still action movies, but I think they're trying to... I mean, the fourth, to like the that. fourth one's like a dinosaur movie. The fifth one's a fucking King Arthur movie, so it's all yeah. different. But, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's got some... It's got some good, some good stuff. I mean, I, I, I was... Very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, In the end of the day, it's a solid 5 out of 10. Age of Extinction. Transformers 4, baby. We're over halfway. Two movies left. We can do this. Yeah, we can... We can fuck these ones. These ones are really bad. Who gives a fuck? This is outside of the trilogy, too. Who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah. You, know, you got it's... Cade Yeager, the fucking 17-year-old daughter, dating like a 22-year-old. I thought... Or... So I saw this one at theaters with you. We saw this one together. Yeah. And I thought that this one... When this one came out, I thought, oh, maybe this one would be like a breath of fresh air because like it's new characters, you know? And I don't really like Mark Wahlberg, but like at least it'll be like a new... Like an actual, you know, like an action star. And it could be good. You know, it could be good. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really bad. Yeah, there's a um, who who are the who? So we got Cade Yeager. We have his daughter. We have the boyfriend who's a race car driver. Yeah, played yeah. by um, I can't forget the actor, but he's a good actor now. He's in Sing Street in Midsummer. He he realized he found a way to get out of this curse. He yeah. found a way to get out of this. He was like, heck no, I'm, I'm not, not gonna be that. stuck as the. They Irish all guy don't ever at all dedicate anything to their roles because I think they all know it's bad. 
I think they all think it's these characters are even worse than the original because they originals because they really they really I mean I talk about how all everyone hates each other in these movies in these movies they really hate each other they just mock each other the whole time yeah this the whole the whole the whole movie is just Mark Wahlberg fighting for like is just dick measuring with the other guy like I have to protect my daughter and I'm not gonna let and he's like well I have fucking bigger dick than you and I'm awesome and I can drive and. No dating till she's done with like college. He's like, yeah, he's like really overprotective, and it's like not. It's like meant to be charming, but it comes off like creepy. Yeah, it's like you're not gonna let your daughter date till what she's like twenty. She's like, I won't let you go out. Go out after eight o'clock, okay? We talked about this. You can't go driving with your friends. Look, when I was your age, I got I got your mother pregnant, okay? <laughs> he's like, oh, so I was an accident. Not an accident, sweetheart. A surprise. <laughs> but I don't want that to happen to you, okay? I want you to have a future. I think we I'm just found the transformer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. That was like the big. Tra- that was the big line. I think we found a trailer. Mark Wahlberg in this movie is is entertaining because he's so bad. It's just funny yeah, to hear. Him, it's funny Wahlberg. to yeah. It's funny to hear him say things. And I, I hate Mark Wahlberg in anything that is not titled Boogie Nights or Ted. So I think like he's even in good movies like The Departed. I think he's the worst part of him. So I think I think he's he's um, it's he's funny in this one because it's just he's just performance is just so he doesn't care. Can we explain? The, we have to explain the plot. Can you explain the plot for us? God damn! Fucking quit making noises. Explain the plot. All right. It's Transformers: Age of Extinction. It's about they're hunting down. This one's actually not as, as complicated. Hard to explain. No, it's yeah. Uh, it's not as complicated. It's uh, they're trying to hunt down the last of the Transformers because Transformers are now outloud on, outlawed on outlawed, Earth. Yep. Uh, because Decepticons are now been defeated, so they're like, oh, we just gotta get rid of them all. Fuck them. Who cares? And um, so when they're taking them all out, they're, uh, they work. the government works with somebody named Lockdown, who's like a bounty hunter transformer. He's who, pretty badass. He's, who, like, yeah, cool, he's probably one of the best parts about the movie. Yeah. And um, he's hunting down the final Prime or Optimus Prime in particular in exchange for a weapon called the Seed, which basically is going to be used as like kind of like a new like atomic bomb type stuff. Like it's like, oh, we're going to use it to like, you know, like save everything. We're going to, we're going to, you know, like the cliche of... We're going to replace energy on Earth with this. This is That's exactly what they're doing with the seed. They're going to replace the energy on Earth with the seed's energy or whatever the hell. And um, Stanley Tucci is in charge of a company that's basically trying to get this seed. And so they're working with Lockdown and the government to be able to do, accomplish this. And the only other thing I can think of is that they're going to use the seed and the uh, stuff brought by Lockdown to create Galvatron. And create other Transformers that are going to be used Galvatron is just basically Megatron, right? Yeah, it's Megatron Reborn. Megatron. Because they're using Megatron's DNA to create them. And, um, which is stupid. But uh, they're creating these in, in the ability to be able to make Transformers kind of just like slaves. Right. Um, and be able to keep them as like, you know, like be able to build stuff or like go out and fight armies or whatever the fuck. No, after um, after three, I thought maybe this is where the franchise is going to go. It's going to be stupid but entertaining and coherent. Four doubles down on so many of the things that made the second one terrible. Um, the racism is back, uh, not as big, but it's very it's very much uh, associated more coded. with Asian culture. Yeah, it's more coded, yeah. and it's but it's just awkward. The, the The fact that the samurai the samurai transformer is just very like really problematic, yeah. um, and then the the sexism is. Really, kind of, really gets, really gets ugly head again. Every girl, every woman in this movie is like perfect, thin, big. So, one to part where they enter the elevator and it's just this chick with like a midriff and like huge boobs. I know. It's really awkward. It's really awkward. (laughs) Um, And then there's also, what else was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, well, the thing we have, there's a scene where Mark Wahlberg meets, it's everyone's talking about the scene, but Mark Wahlberg meets. 
the boyfriend, the secret boyfriend of his daughter, and he explains that she's 17 and he's 20, and he, they take a moment out of this children's movie to explain that he has a license, a Romeo and Juliet statute law, that says that he is allowed to date a minor, technically. Yeah, he keeps it on him all the time. Keeps it on him all the time in his front just, pocket. Yeah, just in case his uh, cop, you know, is like, hey. Yeah, yeah. so it's... Why are, are you with a minor? It's really, it's really, really messed up and gross. Um, I The things I like about this one, I mean, lockdown's kind of cool. Um, I thought I liked this one way more than I did. Everything I thought was cool about it wound up being really underwhelming. We haven't talked about the soundtrack to any of these. Steven Blonsky's soundtrack um, in the first one's really good, and then it just kind of is whatever. Yeah, they kind of get rid of the theme, especially in 4 and 5. 4 or 5. But uh, I do kind of like Lockdown's music. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. And then um, every one of these has a has an in credits theme song, and the Imagine Dragons one in this one is, like, bad, but it's kind of funny. Um, and it'll get stuck in your head. Um, I like... I guess I like the final fight. Well, not really. Um... I don't like anything about this one. This one's really bad. This one's really dull. And it's it's, it's annoying because it was supposed to be the... I almost tie this one with two. The only reason why I don't is because this one, I can see what's going mm-hmm. on. That's it. This one has the opposite problem the first three had, though, which is, the, to me, those were too dark and gray. This one's too colorful. Everything looks like plastic. Everything just looks... CGI is awful. And the brightness, yeah, the CGI is just terrible. Everything's colorful, but it looks like shit. The CGI looks brighter than the environments. Yeah, it's really so weird. Sh- which is really They weird. don't mix at all. Yeah. Dinobots are there. Optimus Prime is like a fucking cold-blooded murderer now. I'll kill you all. He goes, I'll kill you all. He used to be protecting the humans. Now like, he murders Kelsey Grammer at the end. He fucking like shoots him point blank. And then he says, uh, and then Mark Wahlberg looks at him, and they couldn't come up with a cool line, so he's like, anytime. It just ends. Yeah. It's horrible. It's wretched. Um, and then Optimus Prime has, like, rocket boots that he doesn't use the entire series, but he uses it in this one. What do we like? Like I said, Lockdown's ship, Lockdown's design, the mu- some of the music's cool. I don't like Lockdown's design for, like, his face. I just like that it becomes a gun. Is it? I like, I I like that he has, like, like this his human look. face. I like I, his look when he's not showing his human face. When it's that mask thing, which yeah. is, like, the cool eye thing. Yeah. That's badass looking. Yeah. And there's a couple, like, that shot of him walking with the cool... Yeah, I hate when they show, like, his human-looking face. No, his, his like, kind of Giger-esque ship is neat. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot. I mean, is there anything... I, I like that it, it, it attempts to have new characters... But none of them are interesting. And it does something amazing, which is that it makes them worse than the old characters and weren't that good in the first place. Product placement makes me laugh. Product placement is hilarious. And the Chinese... That's the other thing, too. This movie was heavily intended... Was heavily um, funded by Chinese um, companies. Heavily funded... Heavily uh, made for a Chinese audience. So... There's the final acts in China, and it's just like Chinese... It's product placement for things we can't even buy in the U.S., like, when we, in America, there's yeah. Bud Light and shit and all this crazy stuff, but when you get to... The Bud Light seems hilarious, but when you get to um, China, they're, like, using juice boxes that are in Chinese, yeah. and the Chinese audience are like, woo! But we're like, what the fuck is that even mean? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't really like this one. I thought I did. That's because it was the only other one I'd seen. I've had the first one, so now that I've watched all of them. It's, it's not as bad as two, barely... So but not it's even still pretty as good as three or one. No, it's utter shit though. It's utter shit. And there was a point in this one we were watching it. This was the one where we like two was painful for me. I was had a migraine. Three was a jump breath of fresh air, and this one 
Oh, the green screen's awful, too. The green screen's awful. But I looked over you in the fourth one, and, the, and, and you literally were closing your ears during the final fight. And then Stanley Tucci just goes, Oh, my God! And then the, and, oh, and then the boat falls out of the sky. Like, that's like, it's so funny. It's like just 20 minutes of noise, and it's just punctuated by Stanley Tucci screaming, and then it just shows the boat. Uh, yeah, it's so... It reminds so, me of the terraforming and Man of so Steel. So bad. Yeah, they just pick up the stuff and throw it down. Yeah, The Dinobots are kind of cool, like we said, but they're only in it for like... I think the green screen's really funny. Green screen's it hilarious. It's, it's like 80s green screen. Yeah, green like it's absolutely hilarious. horrible. There's that part when the guy falls out of the window and he's screaming. It looks like it looks like RoboCop when he falls out of the window and he's like, ah! and he's falling. There's the part when um, they're all in the wires. Yeah, that, that it looks, it looks abysmal. Good. Yeah, it, it just looks terrible. And um, yeah, Optimus does not act like Optimus. He's yeah. trying to murder. Even everybody. even in the context of these movies, which kind of fuck up the characters from. As, as, much, as, as I understand it, they can't fuck it up from the cartoons and the comics. Is this the one where at the very end it's totally contradicting to this movie, or is it the fifth one? I think it's the fifth one where he says, like, the humans have given me a home. Or, like, the humans have given me a place that they let me call home. And I was like, they tried to fucking kill you in, like, just, like, the past, like, year, I guess. That was... Yeah, that's five, yeah. I think. It's really weird. I don't remember. All I remember about this one is it cracks me up, because and this will be our transition to the fifth one if you want. This one ends with um, Optimus Prime going to find his creator. Yeah. Like the creator who created the Transformers out in space. And he flies up in space and he goes, I am coming. Because he's going to bring them the seed. Right. He's like, and I am coming. And that's the end of it. And then he flies up looking like a badass. And then this, the fifth one opens immediately <laughs> with him floating in space, like half dead. Like he really made it outside of fucking. <laughs> like I picture him, like, did he just, did he just fly out of the atmosphere and, and then immediately, just die? like, just died? Yeah, it's really funny. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about four. I actually kind of want to talk about five. And five, there's quite a bit to talk about, even though yeah, it's so I w- I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna, I want you to explain the plot of Transformers 5, The Last Night, the epic conclusion to Michael Bay's. Right. I want you to explain the plot, and I'm gonna tell you things that you're gonna be mad at me about, but just go before. Oh, no. Because, because Tyler, I think, and I have, well, we both hate this movie, but I think I have differing opinions on where this ranks than he does. Well, yeah, 100%. The, I like how you're making me explain them all because I'm the only one that knows the fucking I don't care. I, I thought I'd be, but I'm like, I don't like doing plot. The, so. the last night is about, so back when King Arthur has, um, was... <laughs> we, we barely mentioned the fact that the fourth one opened with dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, the fourth one does. Yeah. It gives a fuck. Fourth they wiped one. them out using the seed things yeah. that they're trying to get later on. In the yeah. Day. So that, and then this one opens with... So it's like, it's like the pyramids in the second one, third one, it's NASA, it's the moon landing... The fourth one, it's dinosaurs. Fifth one, it's the King Arthur. So anyway, sorry. No. So they open up with the King Arthur stuff. They're like, all right, so we're having a big battle. We're waiting for Merlin the Magician to bring us what we need or whatever. And everybody's like, oh, he's he's false. He's not real. He doesn't have real magic, but he actually works with the Transformers. Because they've been around. And Because uh, uh, they've been around since dinosaur times. And uh, he's using... I don't know what his deal is with them. I don't know, like, what, what he's, like, giving them that's providing him anything, but he's getting stuff from them. Whatever. And um, so he ends up getting a dragon to help out the battle or whatever. And this highlights the start of the knighthood with the Transformers and the humans. And this is the start of the Wickwickian. 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 Wickwickians, who, uh, who have always gone back to knighthood with the um, Transformers. And you have Sam Witwicky, his father. We have the Knights Brothers. We got, like, Harriet Tubman was a part of yeah, this. what the fuck? 
It, uh, so they all were part of this knighthood. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, they were all part of this knighthood. Everyone was part with, of this trans- with, yeah. uh, with with the and we also find did we find out the Transformers have been involved with like Bumblebee was here since like the forties, like fighting Nazis yeah. too. Yeah. Picture like a cult for the for the Autobots. Mm-hmm. Like these are the people who help with the Autobots, and they're they've been constantly working with them. And we reach all the way up to Sam Witwicky, and we realize that actually the British girl in this one, forget her name. Is uh, is so the amazing. next Sam Witwickian? She's the next. Well, no, she's the next descendant of King Arthur. Yeah, no, she's no, no, she's the descendant of Merlin. But Merlin's a part of the. Knight oh, of is that? Right? Yeah, I think. Oh, so. right. Yeah, I, I think he remember. is. Yeah, because she she's the, the only one stuff. who holds the, can hold the staff. Yeah, which again is an example of a character who should be the main character, but Michael Bay feels the need to have a bro as the hero. He's a bro, <laughs> but, um, even though he has nothing to do in this one. But. Uh, so basically, she's the next one. Cade Yeager, he's been chilling out in a junkyard, you know, doing his thing. There, we have this random girl who doesn't do anything in the entire film. She's so. basically Ray from yeah. Star Wars and BB-8. Is her? Yeah. Little, is but they, they don't do anything. That's basically the whole BB-8. Film. Yeah, don't do anything. They, don't do anything. They're, they were like used for promotion. They weren't. Yeah, anything. and then um, Cade Yeager's like, okay, I'm gonna date this girl. He goes to meet Anthony Hopkins. He explains everything to him and everything. And then they find out a way to be able to beat them using the staff that Merlin the magician had that has ancient powers given to it by the Transformers, and they're able to defeat them. They're they're trying to bring back Cybertron. Uh, they're trying to drag Cybertron into... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Optimus goes to meet the creator, and the creator's like, yo, 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 you want to bring back Cybertron, this right? He's like, he's like, yeah. And then he's, she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, we're going to bring back Cybertron. And so they're doing some other subplot that's not focused on at all. And they bring back Cybertron, and then they defeat that using the staff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they need the staff before all this. They, they didn't really explain that they needed the staff for anything, nor, like, the knighthood symbol, nor... Uh, because, oh yeah, the knighthood symbol is a, a, a sign of the apocalypse, which was going to be brought by the creators, I guess. <sighs> yep. So what are you going to tell me that's so good about this? movie, So let Josh? me like let me make it absolutely clear. <laughs> and this is not a good movie. I ranked them all here. I rated them all on my letterbox today, and I still gave this one and four the same rating, which is one star. I give two a half star. This movie is the worst. Is the mess? The plot is the messiest, which is saying a lot. The editing is the messiest, which is saying a lot. The editing in this one is abysmal. It's one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen, like big budget movies I've ever seen. I think it might be the worst edited film I've ever. It seen might be. It might really. It's not be. like you know, like no, I know. I, like I literally, like we we've done editing for my class, and like I've seen freshmen at college do better like action editing than this stuff. I think, uh, I think my short films. Are no, you're editing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's horribly edited. All I'm saying, <laughs> your face is, so, is that it's a bit weirder and more interesting than four or two. And if I'm finished, don't you can't say I let you tell the plot. When this movie starts off, after you've watched. Non-stop Optimus Prime opening narrations of pure just like robots hitting each other. When this movie starts with Michael Bay's take on the King Arthur legend, I was kind of like, I'm into it. Now, the aspect ratio is changing, which they do insanely. Like, like sh- I've seen aspect ratios change for IMAX. You know, and what I mean by that is the widescreen will go full screen and we're like, we'll fill up the whole frame. Yeah. Then it'll go back to an aspect ratio, you know, sixteen by nine. 
but it'll, it'll change like from three different aspect ratios, basically from shot to shot. It is incomprehensible. It's amazing. It's so distracting. Especially during action scenes, it's so distracting. All I'm saying is that I feel I was was way more into this from the start than I was four or two, um, and I feel like this one. It was a terrible movie. This edges out four by this much, by like a small margin, only because it didn't make me angry, like two and four. It didn't make me angry. And I genuinely liked Anthony Hopkins in this, and I genuinely liked Stanley Tucci as Merlin in the opening scene. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I thought he was funny. I thought he brought – like I like that line where he's like, I'll give up drink, gambling, and what – I'll give up drinking, gambling. I was like, huh. That's like funny. That's like a funny line. And so because I of, can't, I can't. Oh, because I laughed once, Jay laughed at an intentional joke. I was like, oh, this is better than four. And I like the kind of opening stuff with the kids in the rope. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. <laughs> all right, all right. You just I, I think their dialogue is terrible. And I, it's completely just Michael Bay trying to find the, like the Transformers franchise. At this point is already becoming obsolete, and he is reaching for things. Fucking the main girl is Ray from Star Wars, and her squeaks is BBA because she knew the Star Wars movies were popular. Like oh, the new sequel movies are. I gotta add my own BBA. I got my own Ray. She literally, just, she literally has her hair in a braid like Ray. She has a fucking mask. She's like a scavenger. It's so Ray. Squeaks is totally BBA, and these the fucking kids dynamic is Stranger Things, but worse. I kind of liked though when they're fight running around and there's that kind of like RoboCop looking one that's like like hunting Transformers and they're fighting they're running through the city that was kind of cool, but the problem is is that they're the kids aren't interesting and the kids are the, the movie has like three false starts it starts in the King Arthur legend you're like okay is it gonna be like a King Arthur movie it's like no 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 then it shows these kids you're like, oh it's gonna be like a kids movie like kids fighting because I'd watch that movie. I'd watch kids fighting with tra- fighting Transformers. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. In a fucking heartbeat. And they do that, and then it's like, no, never mind. And it's like, oh, 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 no, no this girl, she's the main. And it's like, no, no, and then Katie Yeager shows up. It's like, uh, oh, and this, he's the main character. After 25 minutes of movie, it's like, he's your main character. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it started with much more promise than four. However, it is the abysmally edited and it, it makes no sense whatsoever but i didn't find it as offensively annoying okay that's all i have to say i'm not gonna sit here and get mad and defend transport no, 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 i'm just saying i was waiting for it to get its finale is loud and stupid and dumb and i hated it but i was waiting for it to get because you warned me before we saw this you watched these you were like Five is worse than two. Like, five is the worst. You're yeah, it's because it's broken. It's a broken movie. But I was expecting, I was like, when does this get really bad? And other than the editing, which is really terrible, I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm more bored by this one than I am annoyed. All right, well, I, 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 I guess I would say I, I entirely disagree about the intros, how the intro to this one is better, because... I actually think the intro to, uh, to Transformers 2 involving the Shanghai thing is better than this. Uh, I mean, the overall promise this one's better, though. Um, I said the opening this is better than 4. And then even 4, the, the stupid dinosaur thing, I, I'd still... I, you I, like I, that more than the King Arthur stuff? I laugh at that. I think the King That's Arthur stuff... I think, I, think, and I, you're gonna, I think the King Arthur stuff is genuinely kind of cool. 
I don't know. It's incomprehensible. You don't know what the fuck's I, going it, on the whole time. It's the most comprehensible fight scene in the whole movie. There's no character to follow. It's just you know, it's it's just cool visually. <laughs> There's never a character to follow these fucking movies. It's just cool visually to look at. It's like oh, that's kind of cool. Like a I Michael mean, Bay King Arthur movie. Like I mean, you could take it. You could take it out you want, but like go back over to even like Transformers like one and like even like the most like ridiculous shit with like I just. With like Megan Fox driving around I like, with Bumblebee, you're still following. No, them. I get it, I get it, but I like, I like the, I like the king. I was like, on a purely aesthetic level, not even yeah, you know, execution level. I thought the King Arthur stuff was cool. I like the idea of like. A I week. can't get behind the King Ar- the King Arthur any of the jokes either because every single time there's a close up, there's fifty cuts. No, it's it's stupid. Yes, it's horribly edited. But I'm saying that that the concept of that is cool, and I kind of like the look of like we can't see it because it's edited like. Bah! But I kind of like look of like the the. The dilapidated um, when the kids are running around through the thing, it's all dilapidated. And there's a, a cool robot that looks like Ed Two Hundred Nine. That was kind of cool. Oh, the the kids, the the kids scenes. Yeah, that one scene, not the whole scene. Relax. Just that one part where they're running through and they, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I think that's all terrible. Okay. Well, I mean, it's all bad. I mean, of course, it's all terrible. It's Transformers Five. I'm just saying that it's it's it was. I was more entertained watching that than I was anything in four. I think anything with Stanley Chief Cheese better than anything with those kids. Okay. I'm like, not saying I mean, I, the I'm not, I'm not saying like, I like the yeah. kids. I'm just saying I like the I like the idea. I, I think it's horribly executed, but I just I, there there was there was promise there. I was like there, that's an that's a cool concept. I'd watch that movie. I'd watch a I'd, I'd fucking watch a Transformers King Arthur movie in a heartbeat. It was edited well. Fuck yeah. Directed well. Hell yeah. I'd watch a fucking movie with kids working with Transformers. We got that with Bumblebee. I think you can kind of say that with anything though. I mean like I would no, watch, I'm not, I, would, I, I, would, I would watch anything with I would watch. A, I'm not say, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that I personally found it. I was more like, I, I was more engaged in that than I was with four. Personally, I, I found mean, no, like I mean I get that. It, it just sound it sounded like what you were saying was that the the concept itself was like in like you you would watch that because that was like inherently better than the concept of what else is going on, like what the movie is actually about. Even though I would say that I would say that you could say that about anyone. Well, yeah, of course. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I would want to watch Sam Witwicky and Bumblebee. All I'm saying is that 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 opening section makes up for like 25 minutes of the movie, and so I was kind of like, yeah, same thing with all the other ones. All right, all right, all right. right. I don't see Sam Witwicky until like 20 minutes into the second movie. I'm just all I'm all I'm all I'm saying is my feelings. My feelings. What? And this is not me trying to appease any side. I'm just saying. My feeling was watching five. I was less annoyed with five than no, two. No, That's not saying it's good. I don't know. You sound more. You sound more passionate about it than I do. I don't know what you're talking about. You're, you're freaking out right now, Tyler. You need to calm down. I haven't done anything. I've been sitting over here. To I, all, all I'm saying. All I'm saying is I just personally felt that five was was better than better than the, it was terrible. I, like two five, two four and five are all clumped together, but I would take five of those three. No. Okay. Just for a few things. Yeah. I mean, all I was saying was that it's just a broken movie that doesn't it make is. any sense. It is. So. You, you may continue. Sorry. Yeah. It's a, it's a broken film. It's the only broken film I've ever seen get released theatrically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where I literally did not understand anything that was going on the whole time. Um, there are points in the movie where you get halfway into it, and uh, even Josh said this during the movie. He was like, I have no idea what's going on. I said that multiple times. I think I said that multiple times. Yeah, because like, no you, you don't have any idea what's going Especially on. Especially when they introduced the MacGuffin after the first 25 minutes. They're like, they introduced the... I mean, what was, the most, was, was there a MacGuffin in this one? There's like three. Oh, yeah, the, the staff. There's, yeah. There's, was, the, there's the submarine thing. There's a staff. 
Optimus Prime turns evil at one point, and I literally was like, is he already evil? Because yeah. he wasn't like he seemed like he and she doesn't really like. There's no scene where she turns him. Evil. No, he just kind of he just he just agrees. I, that's what I thought was gonna happen. I thought she like put his her hand on his face or something and it'd be like like. But it was like no, that he just his all back. He closes his eyes. He opens them up. They're purple. But he was already kind of evil before he. Like it's really dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's terrible. It's, really bad. it's a movie that doesn't make any sense. It's a movie that has no plot line that mm-hmm. makes any sense. None of it intertwined together makes any sense and. It's incomprehensible, and the reason why it's my least favorite, or at least I think it's the worst one out of all of them, is because you have no idea what's going on ever, and all it is is just noise. I will say this, too. I think it's the one that Michael Bay... Like, even the bad ones... Well, for even for to a small degree, there's an attempt at, in terms of his directing, he's trying. He's really trying. Like, he's, or he's, he's, he's at least entertained entertaining himself. And also, you know the theory behind the King Arthur stuff, right? No. Have you heard about this? No, I've heard about this. So apparently, Michael Bay was starting production on a um, King Arthur movie he was going to make, and apparently they just took footage from that and threw it in the Transformers. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. Because <laughs> it's just out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, and it makes sense that he would first film the action scenes before he would make a movie, and then he was kicked off the project, and then they just used... That's what happened too. Yeah, and then they just used... That's hilarious. King Arthur. That's they were hilarious. like, oh, we got all this footage. What do we do? Just throw it in there. And... I, I think it I think it doesn't fit at all and that's no. why it makes perfect sense. No. It's like, oh, okay, that's your plot. Well the movie yeah, the movie is like trying to catch up with the, what you just saw at the beginning. The rest of the movie it's like, oh, here's why, you know, it's just so stupid. Yeah, I don't understand anything about the whole no, that, it's, it's not even just the plot too. It's the it's the editing, it's everything. And I think that's why it's the most when you actually are sitting there just watching it mm-hmm. purely and like you're not you're you're like really in like trying to be into it. I think it is the most headache-inducing. Wow, okay. Because there's nothing. You don't have any... It's not It's not like Transformers 2 where, like, you know, like, just mindless action where the fucking... You're just sitting there, it's just noise, and... But you still know what, the, like, the plot and what's going on, I guess. Yeah. You have no idea what anything's going on. So the moment you try and think about it, there's nothing. Like, even, even, even single-second things, you have no idea what's going on because the editing is so poor. Right. It's terrible. Like, the action editing is, like, so all it's over awful. the place. Well, there's, like, a shot... Well, even action... When I say action, I don't even mean, like... I'm not even talking, like... Like, watching all of these in IMAX 3D, this one would be the most headache. Oh, my God, for sure. Well, um, not even, like, action in terms of, like, big action scenes. In terms of, like, just a shot of Anthony Hopkins running down a hallway is, like, four shots cut together. It's, like... Oh, it's, like, ten. It's, like, wait, It's wh- miserable. It's crazy. They, they have shots where they have a close-up of somebody. Then they have a zoomed-out, like, mid-close-up of somebody or whatever the fuck it's called. Mid-shot that's like, of somebody. And then they do another close-up, and it's, like, zooms. That's, like... That's what... If you showed that to, like, a professor at my... Like, at film school, just, like, you would get an F on that. Because you'd be, like, what is this editing? There's, yeah, there's probably... Because you're like, not... You're not... There's no... There are shots where, like, there, there's one there's one shot in particular. And scenes I, just, like, end. There's a, there's a notable... Oh, yeah, there's scenes that end all They the just time. end, and it'll just cut to the close-up of a face in another fucking location. Yeah. It's like, no establishing shot or anything. It's just like, oh, okay, I guess we're here now. Yeah. Because I have a feeling there was like six hours worth of footage, and they had to cut it down mm-hmm. to two and a half, and they were mm-hmm. like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. It's, uh, uh, but the, the biggest thing to me is that... Um, the biggest thing for me is that when you're watching it, you have scenes that literally... I don't even know how to describe it. There's like a John, there's a John Turturro scene where he's constantly on a phone in the mm-hmm. middle of Cuba. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the fuck he's in Cuba, but whatever. Um, he's in Cuba now. He needed to be in the movie, and it was just so stupid. And but. and for some reason they felt the need to put Cuba in it because it was. I guess it's funny that Cuba lets the Transformers live there. I, I don't know why Cuba. would I think look. he was. I think Michael Bay looks at these movies and he goes, 
what location can I film in now? And they looked on the news. He's like, oh, Obama opened the doors to Cuba again. Fuck, let's go shoot in Cuba for a couple days. Fuck it. I think, I think, like, I think oh, that's what the, happened. The, just because they could. This will be where the where the all the Transformers will now be Cuban. That was so weird too. And they're like playing soccer and yeah, the Transformers like playing soccer outside. Yeah, and but John Turturro's on the phone, and there's a part where like literally it's just a it's just a it's just a shot of him, and it's just like zooming in on him, mm-hmm. and zooms completely on his face, and then it cuts back out. And I was like, dude, this looks like this looks like my friend filming me for a I short know. film, and he's like joking around, like zooming in on my face. I know, like, I know. it is it is, it is laughably terrible. And um, also, there's, two, there's these weird flourishes that just show that Michael Bay would rather be doing anything than make a Transformers movie. Like there's this scene where we told about this forever. It made me laugh. Was the scene where Megatron is trying to find a crew? And it's basically like a parody of like Suicide Squad and like Guardians of the Galaxy. Where... I have theories that those scenes he didn't even film. Oh, I agree. Because they, they cut to like, I want, I need a expert explosives guy. And they show like, give me Mohawk. Yeah. And then it like zooms down their face and they have like freeze frames and they have like their names. Mohawk. And it's like meant to be like, it's just so dumb. It's meant to be like Suicide Squad-ish. And it's so stupid. It's terrible. Yeah. It's Not Nitro Zeus. Yeah. It's the stupidest fucking They even bring back ever. the little fucking robot from two and three that I hate. The little one that humps Megafox. Yeah, the race car. Yeah, dude, yeah. he's the star of the whole series. And then it's so funny because there's a whole they built a whole subplot around Mark Wahlberg's daughter again, and she's not even in the movie. Does it make you feel good that um, that the race car uh, robot he's almost in more movies than Sam Witwicky himself? That is funny. That is really funny. The only reoccurring character in all these movies is Optimus Prime. Bumblebee. Bumblebee's in all of them too. Yep. Oh, we didn't talk about Bumblebee's... Bumblebee gets his voice box fixed in this one, and he has a new catchphrase at the end when he kills the main villain. Yeah, so. he shoots the villain one time, keep in mind, and the villain yeah. just dies. <laughs> then the villain has no build-up to dying at all. It's so stupid. And then, and then he just goes like, Sting like a bee. <laughs> so dumb. And also, too, uh, um, I did kind of like the fight scene between Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. He's like, I've been your friend. I'm bum-. And it's only because you're like, oh, we watched fucking 14 hours of these movies. I'm like, oh, yeah, they are. There's some wide shots that are cool, but I think the problem... But they don't probably... They cut, like... Well, the problem is they're cutting 24-7, and also it's so obvious when there's reshoots. Oh, like, I like know. There was there was a part when when they both... When when uh, Mark Wahlberg and... Um, whoever the fuck the other person that's with we don't him care. is. Yeah, I don't care either. Megan Fox yeah, 2.0. He, he, falls, he, falls he falls over like a ledge with somebody. And whenever they fall over the ledge, they go into water. And it's like this quick wide shot of like Bumblebee and Optimus, and then they both fall in the water. But they don't show like them like catching up or anything. No. So then it cuts to like the completely terrible aspect ratio, like the big fat black bars. And then it goes inside the water, showing them like freaking out inside the water. And I'm like, this is so obviously shot on like some weeks later. Well, I cracked me. I, I was even, I was, if you want to look at Bree Shoots, look at um, Mark Wahlberg's hair. Because oh, yeah. it goes from like kind of crazy and curly and then it'll go to like he just straightened it between yeah. shots it's really weird it's terrible Anthony and Hopkins seems like he's having a good time yeah um, which is fun but then also there's there's, there's the C-3PO ripoff Cogs- yeah, C-3PO Cogsworth Cogsman that's Cogsman? Cogsworth being the beast really yeah Cogsworth is the clock I think he calls him Cogsworth does he call him his name's Cogsman yeah his name's Cogsman yeah because he calls him Cogsman I think the one character, of the, other one, of the ro- one of the Transformers literally calls him a C-3PO ripoff and so you can't just Say that and give it, get a pass for it. <laughs> we know it's a ripoff. They rip off so much shit from Star Wars in this one. 
They rub off stuff. Basically, like a lot the of thing is the Death Star, the Vader thing. ships, the Vader looking. There's like yeah, the Tie Fighter, like like Tie Bombers. There's so many. Star I was Wars really stuff. hoping there was going to be a shot of like the sun in the back, like Apocalypse Now, and you're going to see the same shot from Force Awakens. Where's the Tie Fighter right, yeah, flying through? Um, mm-hmm. There's there's the part when like they get into the elevator. That's incomprehensible. It looks like they're mm. in the sky. It's terrible. You I remember I saw the elevator. Theaters. You don't see the full elevator, so it looks like they're just going into a black room. And then the next cut is just Mark Wahlberg and whatever whatever her name is. And, like, it, and it literally is just in the sky, and the only reason why you can tell it's in a room is because there's a line. Yeah, it's like, but it looks like they were just obviously like it's yeah. like it's, it's that's the thing. It's hard to explain bad editing unless you've seen it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. hard to explain it. Like, I recommend just picking any clip from this movie. And the if you want to see the worst editing ever and how not to edit a movie, right. then watch this movie. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna finish this one off by reading. Hold on, I'm not finished the whole thing. Oh, go ahead. What you guys thinking? Uh, there was there was another thing I was thinking about. Saying about this one, I'm trying to remember what it was, but yeah, look up what it is. You could say whatever you were talking about. I was going to read, um, as we end this, we get to a close, I'm going to read off all of my, um, as we were watching these movies, I tweeted, I live tweeted kind of my opinions on all of them. So I'm going to read my kind of quick, if, 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 you're, if you're looking for a quick yes or no kind of thing, here's yeah. my... Hopefully you've watched two hours and ten minutes. Right, time. you don't, don't ever do what we did. It was a nightmare. I will never watch. I don't. I will. Pro- I'm probably not going to watch a Transformers movie for a long time. We're going to do this 15 years from now. Do it again. 15 years. I can wait 15 years, but I can't. I can't do this again in a long time. I don't know if I can ever watch two two again. Yeah, you can. Two. I don't know if I can do it again. Don't dude. worry, dude. Like two, four, and five is going to be hard to rewatch. All right. I said Transformers one. A childhood favorite. Although I understand it's not very good. Great CGI, cool fight scenes, but problematic humor and lousy characters. I still have soft spots for it. Transformers 2. As bad as I always heard. Racist, incomprehensible, and migraine-inducing. A complete fucking nightmare. It is the worst one I watched by far. Transformers 3. The surprise of the marathon. Still has a lot of horrible problems that plague this franchise, but the action is saved until the end, and it's actually pretty exciting. It really embraces its cartoonishness and moves at a brisk pace, and it's coherent. Transformers 4. Utter shit. Only barely better than the second one because it has some intentional laughs. Incredibly unlikable main characters and aggressively unfunny. Way worse than I remembered. Transformers 5. One of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. Also completely incoherent. However, it didn't make me as angry as 2 or 4. Still really sucks, though. This was an experience, Tyler. I'm glad I went through it with you. Can you imagine? It was these more alone? than what meets the eye. It's oh, beautiful. Could you imagine watching these alone? <laughs> you got some loader out there in the middle of like fucking Mississippi, watching Woo! all five of these movies just all by himself. His, his, his fucking wife gets back home. I'm glad we were able to see each other during COVID. Because you imagine if we like to do this over like Skype or something, it'd be like, uh, oh yeah, I'd kill ourselves. Yeah. The, well, would you imagine just some dude and his wife gets back home? What, what are you doing, honey? All right, rank them. Rank them. That's, that's the worst. Best stories. You got you. We have no last thoughts about five. Five is is garbage. It's ass. It's terrible. But it's less racist, and it has some interesting ideas. For me, I know it's the opposite for you. What are your last thoughts on five? It's horribly edited. Five is on a on a on a. Technical and comprehensible, comprehensible level, 
It is the worst film I've ever seen in a theater. Okay. Wow. That's fair. That's totally fair. I can't totally get that. Um, who... I don't think... I think also, too, if I had seen this in a theater, like if I had seen this in a theater, mm. I think my opinion would change a lot more. Yeah, five was awful in the mm-hmm. theater. And, cause it, you, and also, because one, one, it was I watched it here, and two, you warned me, kind of. So I was kind of like, okay. Yeah, if you watch the, the aspect ratio thing in theaters, I, can, I imagine. It was, like, it was already it was, annoying. It was here. already giving me a headache. It gave me a headache so badly in a theater. Um, yeah, uh, I guess um, Anthony Hopkins is whatever. There's a part where Anthony Hopkins says that's a bitchin' ride. So, I mean, oh, we didn't even talk about when the Cogsman robot goes, move, bitch, get out my way, get out my way, bitch. Yeah, he starts like really he awkward. starts fucking driving. He's he's got like anger issues or something. I, I don't know. It's like implied. It's a part when uh, Mark Wahlberg's penis gets whacked off by a by a knighthood thing. It's not as horrible as I'm describing, but that's basically what happens. And um, yeah, there's a lot of terrible stuff in this movie. Now ranking them, I will give it three. Oh, okay. that's my number one. Okay, three is the best. I love it. I, I could I could rewatch three <laughs> two and a half star movie. I love it. <laughs> I adore it. Mm. It's funny. It's it's intentionally trying to be cartoonish, mm. and that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. There's different scenes with different genres. That's kind of funny to me. Mm. Like there's a scene that's trying to be like a horror movie, which is hilarious. Yeah, it was weird. It really comes out of nowhere. And then there's all like the comedy stuff with John Malkovich, and John Malkovich totally owns it. Mm-hmm. It's got the best secondary characters since the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, there's less of them, which made me happy. Mm-hmm. There's not like Josh Dumal or whatever, because he Demel, sucks. Yeah. I hate him. He's even in the fifth one. He's awful yeah. in every one of them. Yeah. Uh, and then I would give one. I would say four. Five, two. Okay. That's fair. Wow, so you... So I, have a, I have a hatred for two simply because it's the first movie. So wait, I, you put five over two. I thought you were going to put two over five. So five, five, on a, five on simply, I think that if I was watching them all as an adult, right. I think that five's the worst one. But uh, I have a hatred for two so much because it's the first film I ever saw as like a little kid when I was like eight that I actually like purely hated. Okay. It's like the worst thing I'd ever seen in my okay. life when I was a little kid. Cool. So I, I think that hatred's kind of spanned my lifetime. Okay. I would go... This is hard because I feel like I need to see three again to kind of <laughs> rewatch. <laughs> no, I, I, I only three because I can't not. I, I I'm going I'm going with one on top just because of nostalgia, and I understand that three is probably the more entertaining one. But I like I still like how low key through one is in terms of its. You know, I don't know. I, I, I just, I have a nostalgia for it. I watched it so much as a kid. I'm still going to say nostalgia one. Nostalgia junkie. I know, it really, I'm I know, I am, I am. <laughs> But I'm going to say one, three, five, four, two. Okay. That's my ranking. I give, I give a five out of ten. Zero out of ten. Oh, going down, okay. Five out of ten. One out of ten. Zero out of ten. I'll go five out of ten. Five out of ten. Five out of ten for uh, fucking two. No, I'm going from one to oh. Oh, we're doing an order. I thought I was going. Yeah, I was doing an order. I wasn't giving. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I wasn't giving one or three. Sorry. So first movie five out of ten. Second movie zero out of ten. Yeah, zero. Um, Third movie five out of ten. Fourth movie one out of ten. Fifth movie one out of ten. 
That's a solid ranking. I agree. It's been an endeavor. Nobody ever, please attempt this. Don't ever do this. Was a stupid idea. It really like and was awful as we ran out of Advil too. So like my brain was like just on fire the whole time. My my brain hurt. It hurt. It really. This one really hurt. Yeah. If you like these movies, watch them in a marathon. If you genuinely like these movies, please contact me. A lot of them are people do like these movies, but if you genuinely think these movies are like good movies, unironically, and if you would genuinely pick two, four, or five as as your favorite. Um, you need help. Uh, no, you can, need to watch them all in order. It, it, we, can, we can we can add, um, you know, a, a hotline. We can add a, a, a phone number for, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, call the um, call the suicide hotline. Yes, we can we TV. can because because you need help. We need we don't want you to hurt yourself. Um, but Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you ever think that those movies are good? This is as bad as the franchise has always heard. One and three are bearable, though. Yeah. So, with for next week's thing, we have a we're gonna because coronavirus is going around and we don't have anything new to watch, and we so we have no series coming out. Um, we are gonna just go back and forth and just recommend something to watch. So it will be a surprise. I'm still deciding what I want to do. You're still deciding. Are we supposed to announce it tonight? Now, like at the end? Oh well, I mean, I was going to, and then I was gonna watch it this week. Why don't we? Let's just let's just wait. Give me some time. Oh I'll let you know by tomorrow. Give you some time. I'll let you know by tomorrow. I'm debating. Fine, whatever. It's a surprise movie. Way to go, Josh. You're sorry, 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 sorry. Was this was this more was this uh, episode more or less um, depressing than the Star Wars sequel episode we did? Dude, I don't know. I don't care. No, I'm asking. Be honest. The more, more depressing than the Star Wars sequel. Like when we talked about the entire all the new Star Wars movies, was it more? Was this There's more, more disappointment in the Star Wars movies? Yeah, I guess you're not expecting Transformers. Much. Doesn't fucking matter. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. I don't give a fuck about any of these characters. Why do we do this? You could blow off. Bumblebee. There's not even like an anniversary. We just did this. You could blow off Bumblebee's head in the fifth movie, and I wouldn't give a fuck. 